Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 266 of Fans of Power. I am Joe Amato, and I'm here with my partners in crime, Tyler about to go to sleep, Baker, and Nasty Nate, Nathan Kennedy. In case you're wondering what's going on, um, just a couple minutes ago, before the podcast started, Tyler said he had a sleeping aid that he had set off to the side that he was going to take towards the end of the show so we could help him go to sleep. And he said, whoops, he accidentally took it just, what, two minutes ago? So he might yeah, need to do something. Yeah. I typically will take it like, you know, close to bedtime, which is around nine o'clock for me, you know, during the week. And I just wouldn't even think it. I'm like, son of a bitch, man. And so but hopefully it just means when we, we when we're done at the end of the night, I'm like, I'm out, I'm out. No, there will be no banter afterwards. So head heads up, yeah, I'm I'm out. My bed will be calling my name. In fact it probably already is right now. We'll, we'll see if we can keep But I, but I always have to take because once we get once we get to talking a lot of times I'm pretty wired up. Like it takes, t- sometimes it takes me a while to actually like calm down and, you know, my brain's not relaxed. It's thinking about all kinds of stuff or someone asks a stupid ass question. I'm mad about it or something like that. Or I'm sure there'll be plenty of good questions. Good <laughs> well, the, I thought, I thought Joe was going to be, heads up here, people. I thought Joe was going to be, be, no, I thought Joe was going to be like, there's going to be plenty of stupid ass questions later on. <laughs> Oh, no. There'll be some good questions. Quickly, let me say hello to everybody in the chat room. We'll get to some random talking here at the beginning for the topic. But we got Tommy, Dingalorian, Febmon, Jaime Morris. See, got it right that time. Got it right that Papa, time. Papa Hud 69 uh, everybody's favorite Johnny Cock, Zen Brown, Grimbot, uh, Sportimus. I'm scrolling down. I forgot again, Nathan. I do it every single week. Mr. Indie Film Man. That's different. He said more erotic stories from Joe. I don't know if we've ever had Mr. Indie Film Man here before, but we'll see. Um, uh, I never heard my, any erotic stories from Joe. Yeah, I don't. Well, well, that one week kind of. Uh, well, fighting by uh, Andy Yalsi. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what he meant. Andy Yalsi, Grimbot, and uh, there. I think I got everybody. If I missed anybody, I apologize. But uh, well, anything new that you guys can think of, or any random talk? First, I wanted to say I I know I've seen a lot of stuff recently, and you know what? I don't know how it works on. Like when people do the art for Masters of the Universe, for example, Axel Jimenez, you know, does the card back art and they've used his art to do the store display for Origins. I don't know. Does, do you know if he would get a commission for every time they use it on different products or is it probably one flat out payment? Because I'm like, he should be fucking rich because have you seen the amount of things that it's uh, at first? Oh, I mean, it's, 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 it's Mattel, though. The minute he turns in the art, they're paying him for the art that he's doing. They can do it oh, with however they want. You, so. And you know what? Because it kills me because I'm like, well, he should be getting rich, meaning Mattel is using that like crazy. That art that he did for the card backs was, of course, used for the big store display. Then they put it on the Hot Wheels packaging for the character cars. Yeah. Then they put it on the Hot Wheels packaging for cars that they put the art on again. Then they got it on chocolate bars now on the outer wrappers. Then they got it on some wrapping paper that they're using. I was like, they are using this everywhere. I, 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 like, I hope that he put in some sort of language or there's some sort of an agreement to where he is getting a cut from that because if he's not, then man, kind of screwed himself maybe he is on that but, I, but maybe maybe but, they put but, him under the impression but look what they that, did with arrow's artwork well, i'm sorry i was ahead, gonna Nathan. say maybe they maybe there's the impression of we're only going to use it for this and i you don't know how any of that stuff goes they could be telling someone one thing and go a complete other direction so i i, I would hope well, other departments may be using that stuff you know stuff that's not toy related like like candy bars or if it was used on clothing it's stuff that is, that's licensed out. That's probably uh, you know, it's hard to say. Like 
like did Errol McCarthy ever get, you know, uh, bonuses for all the pajamas and T-shirts that were sold or, um, you know, and anything else like that. It's uh, it's it's kind of an odd game, but uh, it's just like Mattel telling everybody that submitted their, their custom or their um, original character ideas. Once you submit it, we won't use it, but you can't share it anywhere else. So I was going to say Grimbot almost made it sound like he just said it's typical work for hire. Once they work for hire, they get that. Then, yeah, Mattel will use it for everything. I mean, I wish I would have saved the picture of the chocolate bars. They're popping up at those FYE stores, which we used to have an FYE around here. Don't know more. But, yeah, it's on a big one. Then I think they have small ones. But the, there's a big chocolate bar. I think it's a pound. That's like twelve ninety nine for this giant candy bar. But then the small ones, it has the He-Man wrapping and then the Skeletor wrapping. But, it's just it's just bizarre that it's on every single thing, and I was like, man. I mean, Axel probably, of course, is over the moon, fucking happy about it, seeing his work on everything. But I was just thinking, damn, too bad he couldn't have got some kind of bonus. I think that's probably what, what's more satisfying for him is to see his—he's still working on He-Man. Like, I, I mean, you you could not ask for a more greater dream to, to you know just still be working even after Classics is over. That they you know Scott's no longer there. That they they still. He still had connections, or they still loved his artwork. You know, he obviously has made quite an impression on the powers that be there that they they want to put him on their flagship line of retail. So, hell, I mean, I, I don't think he could be probably any any happier than where he's at right now. With yeah, all that. I mean, it's got it's yeah, it's got to be an incredible feeling. And I did want to say one thing. I know with the way I eat, you know, you figure there's no way that Joe Amato could make it to into men's health magazine if i was to tell you that would you believe me if i said i was in men's health magazine that just came out for the may issue you know because they always have an advance would you believe it or are you just saying bullshit i i'm gonna go bullshit because you're shot. like the, okay. you're, yeah he's probably probably doing some sort of like you know build up to some lame-ass joke about how much he hates stratos or something like that but... okay well first here's this uh the newest issue oh, is that's health what magazine. you look like with the mask off why are you wearing the mask the guy, man? The guy from pretty uh, handsome looking. sunny in philadelphia finally got me yeah see and look yeah the muscles hide under the shirt and everything by the way this was a dollar fifty at ollie's i got this fruit of a loom shirt dollar fifty good ass price but <laughs> ollie's is cool all right story. let me i like ollie's they are actually well i do want to get to this part first my buddy demetrius holt he made it into the issue as he man so they did a cover story on him, which is fucking, you know, congratulations to him. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. He's in did there. he name drop? But you? he did give us. He name dropped you, didn't he? He not only name dropped me, but he name dropped the custom I did for him right there of He Man. So it has, and he even mentions by Joe Motto custom creations in there. So I thought it was pretty cool, and I wanted to thank him for that. So. In one way or another, <laughs> I made it in the men's health. How about that? Because you guys know it wasn't for the way I fucking eat. But you made no, it in the men's health before I did, son of a bitch. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> that's, a, that's that actually hilarious. Why the hell hasn't men's health reached out to me? I mean, I, I you know. <laughs> got this guy who eats out of a fucking dumpster. I'm the closest thing that looks like Heman on a podcast. And I've, I've got no emails, no phone calls, no, 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 you know, rotten mail, nothing. I haven't gotten so much as like a. You know, a, a dirty message on a bathroom stall. Nothing, you know. But Dumpster Joe, who eats garbage, he's, he's in there. That's, I know, I thought it was great. I was like, how ironic that the guy who eats like shit somehow, one way or another, made it in there, so to speak. Joe is just going to constantly keep failing upwards in front of my face here. <laughs> he's going to continue to make contributions to the line in some public way. He's, he's featured in Muscle Magazines, and what do I get? I get shit. That, that's hilarious. <laughs> he's like, I'm thinking it's flipping. This is your flip the table moment. Fuck it. I'm out Yeah, here. yeah, this podcast Already. is over. I'm going to bed. 
Joe, I'll talk to you about a new t-shirt design tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, how's that going with that, uh, that that battle armor Skeletor you're supposed to have? To... Oh, it's it's on the oh, way. Is it? That yes, one... it is, people. God damn, that was trickier and What'd shit. What'd you do? Just put it up there for two it. seconds and then just take it down? Is it not there anymore? I don't know. No, it's still there. Okay, I haven't, I haven't checked in a few days. I, I okay, checked well, like yeah, a couple it, days yeah. ago. Yeah, I, I, I want people because Joe... This was this is a, a work of art. This this one this is really something special. It means a lot to me because I own this this artwork on a t shirt. I probably have to buy it again and actually put it on. Oh, I got this one okay. on a paint top. Yes, right. and Joe Joe went through and redid it and put in a new background because all this came from a black and white with no background because uh, I I have no haven't been able to find the the t shirt on a Google search or eBay or anything like that. So Joe did all this. Just from what little I could tell him, so what you saw or what you see on T Public is from the mind of a motto. So, people who really like that Battle Armor Skeletor artwork, act now yeah. and get your All ass right. in gear and buy that. Well, piece, I, that, that, that I appreciate. It. Thanks for that because I mean I even showed Tyler some of the up close differences so he could see yeah. how, especially with things with Skeletor's face and other he did details. he did add some extra touch. Like Skeletor look has a has you know a more evil tint on his eyes. Uh, the sky he put in there, you know, I just threw him a couple of ideas, and he he he, he liked him and went with it, and he nailed it. All right, I'll, uh, it, it, I'll it's it's, it's a work of art, people. And Joe, yeah, but surprisingly, you got a you got a, another design up there as well that I see. If you want to tie that into your whole men's health inclusion there, which which one is it? Because I forgot what the hell I had up uh, there. A powerful, or a powerful you... origin. Does that, does that ring a bell for you? Oh, oh, th yeah. That's and that's only limited for three days, and that was, uh, yeah, I did that for Demetrius. So that one will be gone in two days. That's something special that I did, basically, where I told him, I was like, "Here you go. If you want to get it and get it, and then it'll be gone." But uh, yeah, so that'll Act be up limited. Act now, everybody. Link down below. Click that thing. Go, go buy these t-shirts. All the stuff that's on there. Yes. Yeah, and I think I already talked about the Shiro, but that one was difficult as hell to do. I looked at nine different types of references to do Shiro because you never had an Errol McCarthy Shiro shirt back in the day. And I did her. I still have got to get that. I don't, I still don't know which one to get because they both look hey. so damn good. Well, I mean, and and I appreciate it. Thank you. The one that sold the most is the one on the Masters of the Universe logo. That sold more than any shirts I've made so far. I couldn't believe how that took off. So I mean, it was. I'm happy to see that. It Even more than the uh, Triclops He-Man one. Yes, it actually passed it. Wow. It passed that one. So that, uh, yeah, shocked me. But uh, I appreciate everybody and, you know, them supporting me. But, yeah, a lot of the ones will just be off and gone. But, yeah, some will stay. The ones that definitely I know, well, I did every single thing that they couldn't say, okay, well, it kind of looks similar to this. But certain ones will be gone. Others will stay. But, again, I appreciate all the support. And thank you, everybody, in the chat room. They're all saying some congratulations. Yeah, the more you guys buy this stuff, the more I can talk Joe into, like, doing Buzz Off, Too Bad, Spike or web store because uh, there's there's a shitload of these you know ideas that we could put on or have joe or ask joe kindly to put them on <laughs> and so the more you all support it it just validates that he should be devoting more time to doing this and uh giving us the apparel that the f true fans need to be wearing should be wearing and deserve to be wearing not that I even went back to 80s tees to see if maybe they had done better with He-Man, and they have got some of the shittiest He-Man t-shirts, but they, they treat G.I. Joe, Transformers, Turtles, I mean, which is great. They give the great ideas, but the He-Man shirts are like, they're they're embarrassing. I'm like, why? Why has, but you know what? It just means Joe gets to reap the benefits here. Go, go buy his shirts. 
You, yeah. you want Grim Joe to said, eat uh, Popeyes like a king? Go buy the shirts. That'd be great, because otherwise it's been going all those ramen noodles, but Grim just said this podcast is a glorified commercial for Joe Amato. Well, it's the first time it kind of happened, Grim. Yeah, I we we, we, should, we should play it up like those old QVC infomercials yeah. where Nathan's like wearing like a really loud sweater, and Joe com- comes in talking about, if you act now, Jim Mint 10, th- this t-shirt's only going to be available for the next... <laughs> Two and a half. Remember the counter <laughs> goes down, and then the month, you know the sales go up, but the counter's going down. And then so we bring, it bring in some like, but if you act now, Joe will give you a tissue that he wiped his luscious lips on as hey. a bonus. Now that's I like that bonus. I did want to say probably I won't do Stratos, but I want to mention something about Stratos. We actually have a an animal fan that watches our podcast. There's somebody that has a pet cat named. Kit Kat that watches the show. And I just want Kit Kat to know that shit, if, if they ever see Stratos, I'm not going to grab Stratos off there, but if you ever see that thing, and I want this person who is, by the way, Val Staples, show Kit Kat right now Stratos. When you see this fucker, I want you to start hissing anytime you see that shitty character, but Kit Kat watches the show. He actually sent a picture. He's like, look at this. Kit Kat's watching fans of power. I got the biggest kick out of that. I was like, I never oh, saw that. Kat? Oh well, uh, I'll get to the picture. Yeah, but I was like, Tyler, oh. uh, you got your birthday wish from Val Staples. That, that's that's all you get. Yeah, I'm I just saying. One of those. Like to 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 know that uh, that we have reached people all over the world. Now we are reaching the animal kingdom. I just like to be kept in the loop. Damn it! See, so now you that we're know. making now expansions got... here and now. Yeah, so we got everybody. We got kids watching. Yeah, oh, yeah that's right. Nathan watching. is right. I did get my birthday wish. I just didn't get one from Joe. But but it was it was belated, and uh, but I I went back and watched that because you were like Joe, you should see. You were like in shock. You were frozen. I went back and looked, and I really did. I like sat sat like that, this. You did a couple double takes. I was that was funny as up. hell. That that that's what I uh, Jaime hit uh, said that he he contacted me to tell me how much he enjoyed like that segment, and I like yeah, it's that's what I really like about our podcast is that that you know as much ball bus as we do, like it's it's fun to actually genuine funny flavor to this podcast that it's not strictly just kind of reading shit we found off the internet or something like that you know because nathan nathan told me about some shitty podcast where they're trying to talk about miami vice and they fail miserably at it it just makes me think of people who not who don't have any chemistry Mm -hmm. not that they don't have a right to do a podcast but if you want to be good or have people like take time to tell you that they think what you do is good and entertaining I think it's fun that we can be funny and legitimately funny, and we're not bunch, you know, faking laughs and stuff like that. Like Joe is genuinely laughing, Nathan is genuinely laughing, you know, and I'm genuinely angry. And, you know, it's it's all. Yeah, but you get some, you get yeah. some genuine laughs. So Tyler, what you're saying is you and I, yeah. you and I need to start that Miami Vice podcast, right? We can talk about Bruce Willis being an artist yeah. dealer, being an asshole, beating up his wife. Oh, it'd be great. It would be great, but we know nobody listens to podcasts right now. We give us the time of day to go and listen to a Miami Vice podcast. How, how about an American Gladiators podcast? Has anyone done that? That's got to be a thing. Well, I right? know I mean, people have done like videos about it and stuff, but to actually do a podcast about it, probably not. It's hard to draw people in on podcasts about one particular old thing. Like I mean, people will just discuss every '80s film under the. Under of the sun and discuss 80s toy lines and cartoons but they never go that in depth a lot of times that's why you know it there I, I don't it takes a lot to impress me on stuff like that like if you're going to go in depth and have a, a good voice for it and someone that sounds like you genuinely like this stuff you're not just being a cynical asshole who's out to make fun of everything because that's your approach to being on the internet is to make fun of shit and you're really bad at it 
which is damn near 90% of the people on YouTube. Um, I'm, I've lost my train of thought here. Sorry. <laughs> well, while you're getting your train of thought, what was the American Gladiator reference for when the show before it started? I seen the American Gladiator well, up there. I was like, what is that reference? The about? thumbnail that that's that's uh, that's Turbo. Turbo is like one of the shittiest gladiators on the show. Essentially, what happened was, uh, I'll kind of delve a little deeper. We'll kind of go past a little bit of American Gladiator. So um, I'm gonna have a little more free time on my hands because my company right now there's a union deal and like contract negotiations. So right now we're we're striking. I mean that's public knowledge. That's out there. Of like the news people have covered it so i'm gonna i'm gonna have a little bit of, i don't know how long we'll see how all that goes but anyway i had to go pick it for four hours from 2 a.m to 6 a.m and uh last night if you guys have pluto tv it's free it's an app you can put on your roku it's on xbox now i'm sure it's on like playstation consoles but pluto tv is just free tv it's got uh your channel guide, they have an American Gladiators channel. Now, granted, the commercials probably run what felt like every seven minutes. I was kind of timing it out. But Tyler and I were texting each other yesterday, watching a couple of episodes of American Gladiators together. And they had this little piece. Like, you know how they would, uh, during the show, they'd be like, here's a little bit of a profile. One of the Gladiators, and they did Turbo, and he's just like, oh, I'm a douchebag. That's basically what you got from it. And he just... <laughs> Turbo sucks, man. But it, it, it was cool just watching that together with Tyler and just texting each other like, oh, that's awesome. Or uh, one of the... How did you say you download it? Or how can you download it? Onto what, it's like, free. On a tablet? Yeah. Oh. On, on an iPhone, uh, iPad, tablet, desktop, it's free. Like, I, when Nathan told me about it, I just got home, downloaded it real quick, and next thing you know, I'm we're, we're immediately texting about the exact same episode. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're okay. seconds. So I, I did... have no... I didn't need to have a Roku service or whatever. I don't guess Nathan so. Was I, I, a Roku I, I, I have it on my phone. Okay. Here. I was sitting there. like, Yeah, I use my actual phone because my, my Roku uh, remote control batteries are dead. I'm like, I don't feel like trying to find batteries for <laughs> Just it. go so buy some batteries. That just sounds like that kid who holds up, holds well, up his hand during the, class. But what's Roku? batteries either. What, what it's, is Roku? It's, a, it's an adapter stick that you can down, that you can use your streaming services on your on your TV. It's like, you oh. know, it's like, the, it's like the internet connection. You just plug this little, it's like a little... Uh, flash drive almost up into the back of your uh, your because I use memory cards in my laptop. Do they still sell these or yeah. no? I don't know. No. It's SD yeah. card. Yeah. No, they, yeah, okay. yeah. SD right. cards. But are a Roku still. is like a, it's like it's like twenty bucks at, at Walmart. They have that. They have Chromecast. They just, okay. they're just little internet devices you pay for. Plug it in the back and then it yeah. just sets itself yeah, up. It's, you yeah. don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah really. you really don't have to do much. But as Tyler said, I guess uh, Joe, if you wanted to, you could download Pluto TV on your tablet and then. Just scroll yeah. through the channels. They have like tabs over here, and you just find the American Gladiator. There's one that's for uh, Price is Right. I was watching some old Price is Right episodes last night too. I was like, "This is great." <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah. I spent a good portion of my day watching American. I watched it uh, uh, for breakfast this morning. This afternoon, I texted Ethan like, "I'm seeing events on American Gladiator I never saw before." Just shows you how many episodes apparently there is of that series. Like it only it only ran from. 89 to 96 i think but i swear as a kid i'm like there are some events i saw today i'm like i never saw them do that i That's never cool. saw that one yeah, yeah so when we and I, I, never that, yeah. Is, I never even saw before on the show like there's a guy named hawk i never i never saw him before yeah. who's the uh yeah. i uh was it uh, it's tower right the guy with the hair that yeah. we were making fun of last he, night they look like twins yeah he looks like just like turbo yeah. 
Just taller. And then I was talking to Emily because, like, Laser would show up. And I was like, the, the women fucking love Laser, man. Like, <laughs> Laser was for all the ladies. I personally, uh, Nitro. He was a bad Nitro was my guy because he was a hothead and he was just, like, ripping people's heads off all the time. Yeah. Laser, Laser and Gemini were my Gemini's two. And then Nitro and Thunder were, like, the follow. What's that? Oh, I, I was saying that Gemini was great as well. Oh yeah, I loved him on there, and uh, and Thunder, who, who was like a really like big bulky version of He Man on there. He, he was he was an awesome and a Nitro. And I was like the Ice. She was always my favorite of like the females as a kid. Uh, but they had a lot of knockouts on there. Like they all had beautiful bodies on them and stuff like that. I mean, some are more more bulked up than others, but uh, I mean, they're all beautiful women. Yeah. Um, you know. It's it's a amazing show. Just to, just sit. You just get lost yeah. in the show. You find yourself rooting for this guy, and then and then you root for like the the substitute. And you're like, I want that girl. No, and that's what happened you in know? one of the episodes we were watching. One of the contestants got hurt, and they brought out an alternate, and she just pretty much completely sucked ass. I think she had. Yeah. She was probably like 120 pounds. The other lady that she went against was just like brick shit houses she weighed like 180 she was bigger than some of the gladiators i'm like this doesn't stand a chance against this other chick it would have been so much fun to, to compete on that show yeah though. like god i i love to see nathan and joe go on that show and, and go <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah can, can, can you imagine oh, me in the eliminator just like trying to do the uh the the hand bike thing you guys up like steve urkel on family family match you end up rolling that rolling log and you get hung onto it and you're like oh, oh just i love that around. episode i like yeah that I, I looked it up on youtube because it, it made me think of that and i was gonna send it to nathan see if you remember that episode too because i remember that was the first time i actually got to see anything about american gladiators on tv i saw commercials for it but seeing that wow, episode of family, family matters, matters huh? i don't it I, was through family matters yeah mm. I think if I started to watch it and saw it, it would it would trigger more memories. But I remember more of uh, Steve Urkel and Grandma Ma in that basketball tournament than I do American. Well, yeah, Gladiators. I remember that too. Yeah, they going against Eddie and Spider. Yeah, and then the the wrestling oh, episode was the Bushwhackers were in that one, right? With the Bushwhackers, yeah, yeah. yeah. and they yeah. were bad guys. Yeah, that was weird. Which oh, I thought, shit. yeah, I'm like, I didn't quite buy that either. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's so much fun to watch. But yeah, me and Nathan were giving turbo shit because he's just so he's douchey. Lame. He like he he's got he has no charisma to him. God. Yeah, he, he's not he's not Nitro. He's not Gemini. He's, he's not just later. there. He's just there, and yeah. he's taking up space, and he's being a douche. I don't I don't I don't like him. <laughs> oh shit! Well, that's our kind of first beginning rant. I'm sure we'll have many more, but uh, Tyler, you chose mistaken identity as. Our discussion. So, uh, what made you choose it? And then, bam, we'll just get right into it. Just love Modulock. It's not the greatest episode. We'll, we'll kind of get into that, but it treats Modulock great, and it's the only character that bridges that is set up in advance, and, and it, it bridges from He-Man to She-Ra and follows the storyline that was established in like the mini comics. This idea that he was used to work for Skeletor, and it's really cool because we will see him approach Skeletor. He shows up as a member of, of the Evil Warriors and then in Shira he is he vacates the Evil Warriors and joins the horde. Like he, he's the only character you see this transition from both shows. It's it's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Um and it, it's obviously like a, a character that they you know the powers of it like Larry Detelio and Ma- Michael J. Straczynski who wrote this episode like they must have like felt like this is a character. I, I don't know. They seem to like it because they treat him with a lot of respect. This character, Modulot, which because yeah, I really deserves it. You know that, and I 
actually really enjoyed the episode. I mean, I really like this episode. I mean, beyond well, seeing, it, no, in order... it's a great idea. Modlux great. It's it's the couple. Yeah. The couple destroy the episode. Like they're so poorly voiced. They they look terrible. It's like you know they were what was the worst another... part? No, like I say, because I I still love the episode. You're right. The couple's kind of shitty, but I still like the idea of the thought of you know if somebody could think, hey, maybe she'll like me if I can convince her. Yeah, that I'm no, man. Like I get it's a it. Good you know, idea. I... Yeah, it's yeah. a good idea. Well, hell, you know what? This is what we were gonna do. We weren't gonna do like a straight up like direct commentary. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we're just you know, can I mention yeah. though the streakers? What the fuck? That was the worst. Rah! I always hated the sound. I was like, why didn't they use like well, the see, there's a lot of some cheap, of them There's a lot of cheap sounds. It, he, even oh. when uh, the uh, I forgot what the name the, the creature at the end that Modulot brings out. That big grabber rah! thing, or whatever, yeah, the grabber, grabber thing. Yes. Yeah, it, it's just very. That's what I meant. This episode right, sounded. You know, I'm hit. All right, we're gonna hit play and we'll just rant and rave I, about. I, I, I don't. Right, I don't so, have anything up. I didn't think we were I, okay. Well, hurry the hell up! Where the hell? Are, well, I didn't. I didn't think we were actually watching it and doing that. I thought we no, were just we going to talk we can about still it. Ramble. Yeah, okay. We can well, still you know, we don't have. We don't have to do that then. That's fine. Okay. But yeah, yeah. quickly, like you said, this episode for some reason on the creatures had some of the worst, laziest fucking sound effects. And surprisingly, what was up with Cringer having more of an intense tiger growl? It's like, okay, wait, they're trying to give Cringer more of an intense growl, and then they give these gigantic fucking creatures these lazy fucking shitty things that sounded like nobody put no effort into it i absolutely as a kid and when i rewatched it again the other day i was like god i forgot how bad i hated that fucking shrieker because don't you think it would have made more of an impression if it had like one of those dragon screams you know the yeah. one i'm talking about that intense thing well I think the, the shriekers too like they, they had like these uh like uh when they first show up in creatures of the tar swamp they have a very like you know this this kind of prehistoric bird sound effect like you know it's you know, which sounds like a, a shrieker. It lives up to the name, Shriekers. Um, why they chose not to use that, I, I don't know, because it's not like they didn't have access to it. There's there's, there's some, so many kind of odd choices in the latter half of season two where it's like the, the, the voicing of monsters and characters and the normal cast of characters gets changed or tweaked or it's, it's like they were really either... I, I, you know, and I'd be curious what what Grimbot or or James has to say about this because I mean we've talked about it so many times that the the season two is definitely the weakest, but it starts off really strong and then it just gets where it it's been castrated halfway through the season. The stories are very, you know, cotton candy bubble gum in an obnoxious way. The voice acting is not very good. New characters that were on the toy uh, toy racks at the time are treated poorly, like Spike or Cyclone Mossman, too bad. You know, but Moduloc is treated really, really well. I like, like the, the, yeah. yeah, and this episode was, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to come before Happy Birthday Roboto, but it doesn't. Happy Birthday Roboto is technically the first appearance in the series, but this is the, you know, the origin story. But it, I, it's it's like one of those production things where, like, the, uh, the Cosmic Comet is the first episode that went into production, but Diamond Ray Disappearance is the first episode, kind of one of, th- one of those things. And, um, you know, because I, I don't, I know me and Joe maybe briefly touched on the whole Galen Mycroft idea, which I've never liked. I yeah, we never went in depth. When I, yeah, I never understood it when I saw it back in 11th grade, uh, when I got a bootleg set of the entire series that my dad bought for me. And that's how I, I ended up seeing that it's not, I, well, I am like Galen Mycroft. My, like it didn't make any sense, but I loved Lou Scheimer's voice as Moduloc. The visual looked great. It didn't bother me. They didn't have his second head, 
because at least it's referenced in Happy Birthday Roboto. But I, I kind of like the idea that that Modulok is a scientist who aspires to enhance his intelligence by creating another head to share more uh, obtain or, or be just as smart as him that way he can be you know twice as evil twice as intelligent but i i think a lot of fans seem to like the the single-headed modulite which is originated in this series and as a scientist you know because in the mini comic there's no reference to him being a scientist at all um and they also give it to where you take him yeah and you take him seriously definitely in the cartoon i mean when you see first he's locked up i mean for the crimes that he's done but also that you know they hope that he doesn't get around some certain things and when that little creature brings him his one device it shows not only a scientist he must dabble in magic because he did this with his hands to make that you know his transformation chamber basically appear and then he uses that device charges it goes in bam transformation and yeah, we then you know you see the three legs, which was, you know, as a toy. I remember you're right. Comparing the toy and the cartoon is quite different, and I was expecting to see that second head. Like you said, you get that little thing later on where we see a head, but you didn't see what you would think from the toy. But I liked the cartoon version of him, and also it shows he's strong as shit. I mean, once he yeah. did that transformation, when he grabbed it and just rip, boom, pull out the brick walls, like wow, this guy's a scientist. He has magic. He has basically looks like super strength. They make it like this is one foe you want to play with. Obviously, if he, you figure he's got a level of intelligence, but then you see he wants to obviously join Skeletor's ranks. But Skeletor's, you have to prove it. You know, he still doesn't believe in this Modulok, this character, a bumbling scientist, whatever he called him. I forgot how he described him, but yeah, and that, and that's kind of that's that's an interesting dynamic too. That it's fun to play up that idea that that Skeletor just doesn't go and grab people. Like obviously, if he sees people have talent, they have to prove. Which kind of makes you feel like, you know, did people voluntarily join up with Skeletor or did he, I will pay you this amount, but you have to prove to me that you can get the job done or something like that. But it's, uh, it, it kind of gives a little extra layer of, of character development from Modulok that um, as, a, as a scientist, he probably feels like, you know, I, I, I could be doing great things working alongside Skeletor and Skeletor is, takes pride in being the only smart guy. In, at least in his eyes, you know, he, he respects Cobra Khan, he respects Evil Inn, Web Store, and various other members of the crew. But it's almost like what he see Modulok is like, you know, I, I'm not wasting my time with anybody who thinks they're intelligent. I'm the I'm the smartest guy. I'm running the show. But obviously, as we see and hear, there's skeletons everywhere. There's a brief shot with him standing next to Too Bad. Kind of odd though. We would have had the two double headed. Villains introduced in 1985, working side by side. It's uh, which kind of makes you wonder if Filmation just chose not to have two double-headed characters in their show, since they it were makes bringing you wonder. too bad. You know, it's no, it is. It is a different thought to it. And with Skeletor, and like you said, with Modulok, it's almost like, well, you know. Beyond proving himself, it's almost like when somebody wants to join, not to say a gang, I'm not trying to make this sound evil, but when you have to get a gang, you prove yourself, whether you get jumped yeah. in or you got to do something to join that gang. It's like, yeah, I'm not just going to let you in. I don't care how bad you look or what you think you can do. You're going to have to prove it if you're going to come and join the evil warriors. Shut up, Nathan. Nathan's I, I, like, I, I, I was going to ask, Joe, how many gangs you've been a part of? Well, you know what I mean. Don't, don't answer <laughs> that. I don't want any of them to don't, – don't reveal your secrets. On that one. No, Joe's no got games, ties with but... both the Bloods and the Cribs. <laughs> but what I do he's like jumping, is... He's jumping factions like Macho Man in you know, like the late 90s. I mean, he is, I mean, right now, then he's with the Wolf Right pack. now he is wearing both red and blue. So... Oh, crap. There we yeah. go. Mm. No, Yeah. 
But as for no, as for Matulak, you know, like you said, he's trying to prove for Skeletor that eventually joins the Horde, and even for him, it's like he's always trying to prove what he can do there too. I like the thought of it's something I said, and I think Tyler said as well too. I kind of like almost the thought of Majulak maybe even being off on his own. Yeah. Not to even really join a faction per se. Not to say he couldn't, but I like that he could do his own things. And it seems like he's definitely somebody you would take seriously, not slapstick. Because unfortunately, a lot of the Filmation characters, especially going into season two, started getting the shitty end of the stick of being treated like crap and not taken seriously. But Majulak's a character. That's why this, I mean, the episode itself, you know, we said the story with the, the other people, yes, it came, you know, it's kind of eh, not too, you know, amazing. They're, they're, but they're, uh, they're obnoxious. The two, let's they, just get that. Let's just get this out. Yeah. Cause I want, I want to get Nathan because Nathan made a point to tell me how much he did not like that. I'm like, yeah, he sucks balls. He's a yeah. shitty character. He's, he's poorly voiced. I don't know why they decided to give Lou Scheimer like this. He, he doesn't sound human. Like Theron's voice doesn't sound human. He has this kind of like almost, uh, like a kind of robotic voice. It's very weird. It's like uh, a robotic it's... nerdy, but surprisingly, yeah. you know what they did was for Kareel, you know, his girlfriend. Why did they make her somehow get to the point and have a realization over Tila? Meaning she's sitting there thinking, Hey, what if he man had a secret identity? And then she sees a couple instances where, Hey, He's not around when he, you know, Theron's not around when He-Man's not around. Could they be the same? And then it clicks, like, after the second time, and then he's like, yes, I am He-Man. But I'm thinking, Taylor's probably been around way more situations, but she couldn't get a clue. So you're just giving this random person out of nowhere the ability to basically have more common sense that quickly. It probably would, see, and that's where, you know, I told Nathan we would have to discuss, like, you know, honestly, in my, in my, I, I like the idea that Modulok is probably, like, if we're looking at the filmation roster of characters, Modulok next to Skeletor is probably the most intelligent of all, you know, the evil warriors. You could even say the Hordesmen, the one-shot villains, maybe not Mask and Shakoti, not, not smarter than them. But he is by far, to give this character the one the one time they actually have a villain think, He-Man, a secret, or to quote it, a secret identity for He-Man. I've never thought of that before. That that's such a a pivotal like moment for me as a fan of the character. Like when he's just like this. This is like this is. I should have thought this, thought about this a long time ago. Do like, you think I, that's I, annoying? Then I mean, now don't get me wrong. It's great. You're right. I remember when Modulok said that. Like a realization. Like why wouldn't anybody else have thought of that? Don't you think in a way that maybe it should have been just him having a realization compared to him getting it through Kareel and Theron? Like it did it annoy you? That's that why. That's why I feel like yeah. I mean, and you make a good point about that too. Is that you know using this couple, they they should have been axed all together. Um, I mean, you could have used the 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 your standard roster of characters. Like, I get the message they're probably trying to prove is that you know be yourself. But when your your girlfriend is is pretty much doing everything but blowing this one guy to your face, <laughs> how great he is, yeah. you are going to get a little peeve that your woman is not looking at you in the same fashion. So it's understandable, but yeah, obviously, you know, you know, Heman says, you know, muscles, you know, brawn isn't everything that, you know, we get the message trying to convey, but you could have done it with, you know, do a couple of other characters. Do, well, I, Go ahead. Nathan. I was going to say, do you think that, that maybe that story could have worked better if you would have had an evil warrior that may have uh, along the way cried wolf so many times that somehow this character sort of learns that information 
all like straight up that maybe Adam is He Man and tries to tell him, and they're like, "No, you're," and they just completely brush him off. Do you think that could have been another direction to kind of take the story, or is? I kind of I kind of like it better that, you know, I, I think it could have been done, but I mean, like strictly focusing on modular, like you make the reference that he tries to contact Skeletor and Skeletor says no. And I, I think you could have set up some sort of situation like Adam or like modular like over here is like Tila giving Adam shit after like something had happened. Like maybe maybe Modulok's game plan is to cap. He wants to capture He-Man for Skeletor. You keep that. So when and, and when he's going out to set his trap, it, you know He Man came in, saved the day. It didn't work. So he's just kind of lingering around, and over here is Tila giving Adam shit. So like, you disappeared the minute He Man came in to help. Why weren't you here to help He Man? And Modulox like that's when he puts two and two together. Yeah, it's like wait a second here. You know, because Ram Man has alluded to it before, but like for Modulox to like this plan failed because He Man was here, and now Prince Adam just showed up. Like you could play it like that, and he's just like convinced. Like, is is it possible? Like, is 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 Prince Adam He Man? And then he captures, you know, Prince Adam, and you know, he could I don't know, maybe do something similar to like how Disappearing Act, where they capture Prince Adam, waiting for He Man to show up. But in this one, Modulok is convinced he is He Man, and you're going to transform into him. So now we have to set the story where Prince Adam. You know, he has to get out of being captured or find some way to full module like in thinking that E-Man and Prince Adam are two different people. You can figure out that later, but I feel like we could just access couple all together. Yeah. You know, unless you're going to write them so much better, which honestly, I think it's more interesting to put Adam in peril trying to prove to this, this mad scientist that he's not He-Man than this little prick <laughs> that's just, you know, you know, we're, just being an asshole. Wearing his shitty outfit, you know. too, by the way. Yeah, you know, I just, um, you know, and it's, 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 it honestly, it's a good idea. It's just, it's executed poorly, but I kind of like what we're talking about right here. Well, we, we, I mean, Joe, what, I mean, you, Nathan, well, yeah, what I like is, I mean, well, the thing is it could even been a proving uh, moment for Prince Adam. Like when he's like, you know, you're going to have to trans, you know, you don't have to change into He-Man. He doesn't know he's going to do it, but then he puts that grabber after him. But maybe then Prince Adam is working his fighting skills that he has been training with along with Tila to yeah. fight off this creature. But he knows he has to keep it at bay. Obviously, you, you could have could have even thrown Oracle. However, it could have been Cringer to tell Oracle Tila somebody. But maybe that could have been time for Oracle to even cast a spell of an illusion of yeah. a He-Man to where he thinks, yeah, there you go. It's like it, I think they could have worked the story so much better by doing things like that than having this couple that it was kind of like you said. It was unnecessary. It brought, yes, a moral. I understand the moral to it. And there is a thing about, you know, about, you know, just be yourself. I understand that. But it could have been a little bit different. I still enjoyed the episode. Don't get me wrong. But those characters and the way it kind of came across. And, yes, that would have made it even better, though, for Modulot just to realize a secret identity on his own than hearing it from a woman who randomly out of nowhere just from two instances thinks that when, of course, Grimbot had to give me shit in the chat and was like, but Joe, Tila, and Adam have been around their whole life. Why would he think, or why would she think that that's he, man? God damn it, Grim, shut up. You know what I mean. But either way, it's like, I don't like the thought of somebody else does it that quick, but Tila's never thought of this, supposedly. I mean, yes, we know she has the inklings of, huh, I wonder, but this was just too fast and annoying. Well, I'd but, like but, better but, yeah, but also, I never want to see a situation where Tila would figure out, unless you're going to do a one-off story or you're going to do, you know, the, the King Adam 
you know, aspect where that obviously we, we believe they're going to have a child together. You know, the, the, they all they even like the, the, the failed ideas of like hero, son of He-Man, He-Man and Tila are king and queen. But you can't have that because Tila is destined to go off and be the sorceress. So, yeah, and, he, know, he, and he's going to be what, king what, He-Man anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, according to you know the, the book of night. You have to do it. Oh, well, yeah. well it hey, man, you got you got we got to tie the the episodes together, man. It's uh, what's the thing with uh, yeah, so, it's, so, like, so it's like it's like poetry. It's like, poetry, it's like, like shitty, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like shut your fucking face. We're referencing yeah. the, the uh, red letter media slamming the Star Wars prequels uh, when we say that. But um, no, I, I never want to see Tila ever come close to that. And it's it's it, you have to buy into that superhero mythology, you know, that no one is going to put it together. That Prince Adam and he are the same because that's what you're. That's what you have to believe in. If you're going to sit there and nitpick with your own realistic, uh, you, know, uh, you know, way of thinking, then you have no business trying to uh, watch these shows or read comic books where it's important to buy into the mythology they're telling you. You could pick apart. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to think it's your right. I never wanted, I wouldn't want her to find out either. I, no, I've never I, wanted I, her or no, anybody no, to. I know you don't. I'm just saying if you could, I'm fine with setting up that Tila is giving Adam shit and just accusing him that you're never around when He-Man is here to help out with the fight. You always run off and then Modulot goes back and starts thinking like, just just playing up yeah, this I like idea that. That, I do you know, like that and hell we gotta keep in mind it wasn't in the cartoon but I do remember a hero in need one of the golden books remember when Tila was getting wise thinking okay Adam and He-Man they're one and the same and that's when Orko did have to do that spell to where remember he had to look like Prince Adam or He-Man or vice versa so she's seen them both in the same place at the same time so that yeah. stopped her suspicion yeah and, I, and I, I think you could do like a throwback to Disappearing Act where you've got like a robot of He-Man and Orko casts a spell that would present him to talk like He-Man, you know, like show up, you know, you know I'm here to save you, Prince Adam, you know, yeah. or, or just something. I mean, obviously, you have to play up a little bit of the, you know, I mean, you, I, I really would want Modulot to come like he come closer than Skeletor or anybody else, because then you really play off this guy. If you really wanted to, you could make him. Like Joe said, and he's probably the one villain of everybody else that's in Master of the Universe that I could say could never join a faction, and I'd be perfectly fine with it. Modulot could be Look at this. We're rewriting live. People, this is what we do all the time. When we talk about making up stories, we just were rewriting mistaken identity. God damn it. Now we need somebody animated or do it. I really didn't think that much about it. It was just kind of like a idea of what I'm going to say. That's that's the beauty of what the three of us together can come up with. But that's also why I wanted to take the different approach to this instead of doing a commentary like we always do, because that stuff gets lost along the way. We just talk about the episode as we're watching it and then something this conversation may have never happened good job on that nathan no you're yeah, right if we would have went the other way this probably wouldn't have happened so i like that you took that in a different direction i do have uh, one question here because we're talking about um adam and he-man and uh, misdirection and everything why is it that at the the moral at the end of it that it's adam but it's he-man's voice yeah, that is weird. I always wondered that too. How, how, how did Just that? How did that get by though? in this episode. Like, how did that get past everybody and make it to to TV? It 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 makes it this like as we're talking about this. This episode sounds like it was one that was probably rushed or. Like maybe or, not rushed written wise, just rushed in production. Or, like we got to get this shit over. Do with. you think that it was done that way on purpose, based off of the title and the context of the episode? It may have been an inside joke. Yeah. I could see Tom Cedar yeah, like, yeah, trying yeah. to let like, here, hey, hey, do this. It'd be funny, you know? 
or something like that. But it, I mean, there's, there's poor voice direction in this episode all over the place. You know, the, the couple is terrible. Uh, the grabber is terrible. The shriekers are not great. Mod, Mod you know, steals the show because that, no, he and does. Mod Lux's voice is, 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 it's, it's similar to this in, in the, uh, Princess of Power series, but this voice for Mod, I don't like his voice at Happy Birthday Roboto at all. It doesn't fit him. Like when I first, I'm like, ah, it's, it's okay. But this, this take that Lou Scheimer does is so much more menacing, and I buy this as a very intelligent take on Modulock. Like a, I do when like I think his Modulock, voice. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much in this episode. I really yeah, do. Yeah, and Grim was saying, and yes, I could understand it. He said that there was probably Slim Pickens with their voice acting towards the end when it was coming to an end. And I can understand that with the, like the, like you said, the shitty characters. Just the thing that drove yeah, me but, nuts but was the give, creatures. But to give someone, well, I mean, but, but even so, like, uh, you know, like in the uh, here, there's skeletons everywhere. Like Mechanic sounds like Theron. He sounds. Oh, he sounds. He sounds. He sounds just like that five times real, real whiny, high pitched robotic voice. It sounds like a pussy. And yeah. I'm like, I don't. Mechanic should ne- should sound exactly how he sounds in Disappearing Dragons. A guy with a robotic voice because he's got a bionic neck. He shouldn't have a regular voice. Some of the voice changes were bizarre, but the creatures in this is what killed it for me because it's like we were saying, they could have used any of the old voices for, I mean, any of the creature sound effects yeah. to put into this. It's like, it, I don't know, maybe parts of it really were rushed. I mean, I know this was towards the end, like one of the last seven epi- episodes, I think, when it was coming to an end, but I just, I don't know, some parts possibly could have been rushed for whatever reason. I'll never know because it was a fantastic, like I said, episode with, yes, some shitty elements. Uh, but, you know, I I kind of honestly, sorry, Joe, didn't mean to cut you off. Let me put that in quotation. Yeah, you didn't cut me off. Uh, honestly, I uh, modulock stuff aside, I didn't really like. I didn't. This episode for me, out of ten, I would probably give a six. I think modulock is the only thing that keeps the episode from being a complete and total disaster. I liked Ami. Okay, yeah. I thought Ami was fine. Oh yeah, and I and I liked it because it's it's the Gronk. Yeah character from from uh, orca's missing magic i like i like that character design it's cute it's fun i like to have a pet one myself and just bringing it back and calling it something else like, or, or giving him a name like I, I would still say he's a gronk uh but they actually give him a name in this but um i i like that a lot too uh but yeah it's 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 really when you focus so much on this couple that's not very likable it takes so much away from from this brilliant idea and i'm sure that's not what michael j had intended when he wrote this episode but it just shows you that the 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 production on this one was it's 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 not as bad as like episodes like the toy maker and the cold zone and beauty and the beast some and like i mean some of those really tail end of the series like you know of course you know greatest show on eternity and shit like that but it, but at least the villain is. I mean, we all agree. Modulok is is the scene stealer in this episode. He's very well written. He's very well directed. Uh, very well uh, voice acted. I mean, he it just leaves so much potential that we could have seen more standoff episodes with just him as the villain before he even joined up with the Evil Warriors. And to actually see episodes where he is in Snake Mountain, I mean, we only get that in Gateway to Trouble. But I would have loved to have seen at least one episode. Where he's in around the council chamber or council table with Skeletor, depict or like, you know, offering like, you know, another plan or I've been working on this new new thing or a new weapon or it it just would have been cool to have seen Modulok. I mean, he, well, I guess they realize how great the character is because he gets to play the villain in several episodes and she, like, he's, you know, the main villain in Black Snow 
which is a pretty good episode also where he create he creates multibot you know multibot is his creation so it's uh so they it's it, so yeah for anybody who's not or wanting to, to see more like just go check out you know some of the various Shira episodes that he uh, has some prominent roles Black Snow in particular uh, which is quite yeah he didn't get no Clawful respect that would have been different huh if he was a Snake Mountain get some respect like Clawful did because Skeletor really respects Clawful so that would have been different if that ever could have happened with you know having that with Modulock now as for the episode itself again yes I love I love having Modulock in it of course but. I said that the characters, even though they're annoying, and we could have, as we just did, rewrote how it could have been for a mistaken identity. I remember as a kid, though, I still kind of the thought of, hey, it'd be cool if somebody thought I was this. So I got it. You know, as a kid, I got the whole thing of, like, how he would want that kind of respect because she was. I mean, she was really shitting on him, and then he's trying to impress her, and at the end, then she's like, oh, no, I like you for who you are or whatever the fuck yeah, she said. I'm like, that's, she was shitting on him at the beginning. That's just women what? playing games, man. Doing, yeah, that's like middle school bullshit right there. Been, been there a time or two. Yeah. Oh, me, me too. They they will they will blow you up just to tear you down right in front of your face without without even hesitating. It's to grow up as a teenage boy and you, you get fixed on somebody and they flirt with you. And next thing you know, you don't exist to them or whatever. You are just like, oh God, Keanu Reeves all over again. Boom, you know. Just and how they described. You wondered if they wanted to do more with the character because there was one line that drove me nuts that she said when she was describing Majulok to He-Man when she said it was like some kind of creature with a lot of arms and legs. I was like. Actually, he only had two arms and three legs. I know the toy gimmick, tons of arms. So you wonder, were they wanting maybe to do something, but they thought it was too much, too busy? Because I, you I, notice I they just that. Yeah, I, I, it's probably why, why he's so limited visually. Like, you look at the toy, you've got so many appendages to, to put on the character. Whereas, yeah, it probably would have been way too much uh, for them to animate to have, like, extra arms. I think just the fact that he transforms his, his, his hands into various weapons, much like Hordak. Which would be a yeah, great way to introduce how Hordak would do it is because Modula introduces science, which goes back to one of our older episodes where me and Joe tossed around the idea that Hordak is not familiar with all with science until Modulok shows up and joins the Horde. And then his mentality changes from strictly black magic and evil sorcery to more technology, create more robots, more more bat mechs, you know, more tanks. You know, it is interesting, wanna... the dynamic between the figure, between the mini-comic, and between the cartoon version of Modulok. Because you're right, when you have the toy and you see all the attachments, you see them in the mini-comic, but then comes the cartoon. And it just kind of took all that away. You had three legs, but you had two arms. But then, like you said, appendages, or appendages are transforming. So it's like, well, that's different. He didn't have that feature as a toy. So it's like you. there had to be a reason they steered it in that direction for the cartoon, why they thought maybe we shouldn't do too many arms and legs, the two heads, not just because of too bad, but maybe they thought could it look too grotesque possibly? What? I wonder what the reason was. There had to be a reason they changed his design choice for that cartoon. Yeah, and it's hard to say who would have made that decision because it's, I mean, you don't know from – well, I mean, Lou, Lou had, you know, he, he was running the show, so I'm sure he probably decided to act much like he didn't want Stinkor on the I, show. I mean, I, he, I guess he thought he was going to be a walking fork. I thought it was Grim too that was running the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, pretty much. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. Lou answered to Grim. Yeah, that's right. I, that's how that went. Yeah. I, I think it was probably yeah. more just um, the production aspect of it. That would probably be too complicated. Yeah. That would have been hard to animate, probably. Yeah. Well, I look yeah. at so many like yeah. cut corners they did. Like I, I think of the Toy Maker episode where you got this medieval looking, you know, toy maker, and he comes up with 
toys that were used like in the 1930s, like a toy soldier, a teddy bear. Like, yeah. this doesn't look anything that would be on Eternia. Like, what kind of bullshit what is kind this? of Billy Jack It's bullshit. a cool looking character, but yeah, it's Billy Jack bullshit is what it is. I'm like, I hate this episode. It- yeah, really. I'm honestly thinking now it probably just would have been way too busy to have Manjalak with tons of arms to animate and legs. Because did you notice, like, if you watch this episode back, watch when Manjalak even walks and moves. It looks yeah. kind of super. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I've noticed that from the beginning. His his third leg, it's almost like it's it's there as like for him to kind of prop himself up as opposed to it used to actually move and, and get around. Oh. Yes, it, picture I mean, all them extra legs, extra arms. Fuck, that would have been a nightmare to is it, Isn't oh, that yeah. what it's like for most of us, though, with the third leg? If you know what I'm saying? Prop us up, you know? Wink, 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 and nod on that one. Um, do you think... Well, I, I guess it would have been the same either way. I was going to say, because you guys had mentioned with Season 2, they were really starting to get... A little lazy, I guess, in terms of production. Oh, Do you think if if yeah. Modulok had been introduced earlier, that maybe there that, that could have been a possibility, or do you think it would just always would have been that standard of this is how it would have been done? Because I I, I think I, I still think they probably would have because he is a larger than life character. He's not a simplistic. He's not a simplistic visual. There was a lot going on with that character. I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't cut corners with Bravado. They they put in like the gears movie when he walks and and all that stuff and. Uh, well, I'll ask this then: Do you think that it's a total missed opportunity that they didn't? Because if you're tying that into the toy line, if they would have done so much to really show the kid, hey, look at all you can do with this figure. Do you think that that was a, a huge blown opportunity, or do you think that well, it works better in the context of the universe itself? Well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be, uh, matter if it was a missed opportunity because Lou and Filmation had rights over what they wanted to put in the show. They could put two bad in it, but if they want to take one of his heads off. They could do okay. it, which is why they opted to have modular. Even though at least they went as far to reference the second head, and it would have been cool to see him. We may never see it, but his ultimate goal is to increase his intelligence and create a second head to join with his body. But he's always working on it, has never perfected it. So like just constantly referencing that, you know, hey kids, you know, you can make that happen with your imagination and stuff, like stuff like that. But in the show, you're constantly referencing his ultimate goal. Of like sounds... how Skeletor wants Gray Skull, Modulock wants, I want double the intelligence. I want to be, I want Manor Arms's brain and my extra head. No, better yet, I want two of my own brains because that's twice as better than Manor Arms. I, I, you know, or just something like that. You know, that sounds like a constantly the kids. A... Teased, teased about a it. new project for uh, Graham and James to work on to finish fleshing out that story. Let Joe voice Modulock, yeah. and we'll go from there. And animate that son of a bitch, and we'll pay you for it. But fuck, you got to think of other characters. Like, okay, let's think of Multibot too. Another character so vastly different from his toy mini comic and then cartoon. And what's he end up doing? He does the transformation gimmick. It's interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it was. A th- I'm not going to tie it to Transformers, but looked like no. they were really like showing a lot of transforming shit. I think I mean, it, it just seemed it. like it was probably probably and instead of showing all these extra arms and stuff, it was probably easier for them to just animate quick little. It and not like only that, time saving. Uh, yeah, maybe not only about you know showing the different stuff to animate quick, but maybe they thought it was visually cooler than just showing them all the time with four legs and four arms constantly. Maybe they thought, yeah, oh, let's just just you know spice it up and having them doing something different all the time. Because I mean, they are really that different. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, 
and I, I like Multibot's look in the cartoon, even though it's different from the toy, it's different from the mini comic, but I like, well, because that was one of the actual concepts of the character, too. It wasn't something that was, um, you know, you look at, it's, it's in the uh, Power and Honor Foundation. Yeah, he's like the early it. art, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and it looks, I wouldn't it, know. It, Joe's, Joe's still never mailed me a copy. Yeah, so. well, and I keep forgetting what anybody else, because Joe, Joe's still sitting on a whole stage. He's probably like, you know, using it for like, you know, <laughs> You know, cup holders. No, no, he he, no, he he walks into uh, his his local supermarket and just walks up to some random lady. He was like, "I found this in the toilet. Is this yours?" Or use it as a gangbuster. When he decides to leave one gang, he just threatens to hit him over the head with this big ass book. Yeah, it's like it's like Cornette Cornette with the tennis racket. He's got the power and honor. Yeah, as Joe's signature weapon is a power and honor foundation book. Oh, I'm hoping Men's Health doesn't sell out at the one store I've been going to because I'm waiting for that one girl to be there. She's there maybe every other couple oh days. Oh, my God. To... You're, you're going to be like, hey, you guy. know that's me, right? And she's going to be like, what, the black guy with the afro? And you're like, what? No. Well, the figure. I made this well, no, no, that's what Joe says. What, Are you telling me that I'm not black? You know, you're telling me, you know, you're like, aren't you woke, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I am going to try to impress the people. It's, it's cheap, but... um. Hell, it works. It, it, it's. I picture it's probably like some some girl who's got like big blonde hair with like big bubble gum that bursts and she like, <laughs> and she's like, gum. Sound like this girl from it, twir- twir- twirling her hair. You know, like, oh god, I was thinking that. Not- What's that? I was thinking of that girl from it. You know, the new it that was chewing the gum that was being like oh, a yeah. dick to the, yeah. the cast. Yeah. Something like that where she's at the counter. Joe's trying to impress her at Kroger and she's not impressed at all. And then she like t- takes a marker and writes on his mask, loser. Yeah. Their yeah. asshole. It's like, did you write your number up there? Yeah, call me tonight. <laughs> okay, baby, I'll call you tonight. I'll give you an autograph on a copy of Men's Health too, and then he's just an autograph and everybody else's. You stuff. know what? The grocery bags. I'm, I'm actually. Uh, I'll go out tomorrow and see if I can find that issue, and I'll 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 pick it up, and I'll I'll tear that piece out, and I'll put it in a frame and hang it on the wall. I actually go, 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 when you go back when you start going back to your strikes like hey everybody I know this guy yeah. that's in this article Who? that's not really about Who? him Who? it's not about him <laughs> it's just a quick little reference with his but name I know him <laughs> I know him I bought him a wallet one Joe time. actually that's what you should do you should uh, uh, scan copies of that and sign it and then and hand them out to people who don't ask yes yeah, no you, you know? can you could be like uh, <laughs> you could be like Johnny Cage yeah. in, in oh. Mortal Kombat to my biggest fan. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, that'd be great. Hang outside your local Kroger, handing them out to people, you know? <laughs> yeah, those people, like, grab them, throw them off. Yeah, thanks. Crumble it up, throw it right in the trash. Wipe your ass with it and then bring it back to you. <laughs> well, there you go. Here, has some of that COVID. Son of a bitch. That's... Oh, God, I had to run with my moment. Don't worry, Tyler. You're going to pop up in men's health one of these times. Trust me. Uh, nah. I, I got to have my moment no. somehow. No, you know? he, yeah. he won't. <laughs> God damn, that's hilarious, by the way. That's so funny that Joe is name-dropped in men's health and, and Tyler just loses his mind. That's Joe, I just I continue. Like flexing, he's ripped. Please. You, you, you can't write this I know. Here. You're not going to get this anywhere else on any other podcast. You know, oh, I, I live to be insulted by Joe's accomplishments. There you go. Oh. Hey, JSP, you're wondering what's going on? I'll show you what's going oh, on. Oh, he's got to he plug it again. See, in JSP, case you, you missed this, this is like this is like a shitty episode of Monday Night Raw where we're doing recaps like every twenty minutes. 
In case, in oh, case yeah. you just joined us. By the way, get this new t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Man's Health, JSP, the new issue. And look at that. Featuring a custom from Joe Model Custom Creations. Even name drops me. But it's actually about Demetrius Holt, who does the amazing cosplay of He-Man. But either way, hey. I got a dropped in there. And picture dropped in. That's how I was like, okay, uh, no questions, everybody. Uh, <laughs> fuck a power day, and I'm out of here. <laughs> Joe Amato has left Gosh. the building. That's it. All right. I would, and I'm not going to, you know, have that mic drop. I can't drop that magazine. So that would be a disrespect to me and the goodness. Yeah, you, you, might, you might break so, that yeah. magazine. Are we about, I'll ask this. Are we about to move on to questions? Because if we are, I would like to yeah. I would like to get the rating out of 10. And I, I would kind of like to go get my book and find the Reverend's review of the episode. Okay? I feel like we got to do that. I, th- I think the Reverend likes it. I think so. I give but, it an uh, 8. I, like I said, I... um. Things could have been changed. The parts, like I said, even though the people I hate, there's still uh, the thing and the thought behind it. It's something that I connected to as a kid. I probably would have liked it even more as a kid, just as an adult. Some things to change. Definitely, we rewrote it, but I still like it. I give it an eight. I enjoy the episode. I, I like a lot solely on Modulox portrayal and and, and the uh, hint of him joining joining the Evil Warriors. Um, other than that. I, I like to fast forward through a lot of it when I watch it. I like I will just I would just skip to all the modular parts and just watch all that. I'll sit through anything any scene that he's in. I will sit and watch. Um, I like his little bat gnome, which I had Kevin put that in my illustration over here to, uh, that he did for me. Um, but I, I probably will give it uh, uh well, because Modulock is so good and i probably would give it a six and a half. Oh, so you got um, you got the point five over me but it's good that we're yeah, on that because, same page yeah. that yeah because i can't i cannot give it a ranking like a seven because the whole episode well but it's it's a good idea though it's a genuinely good idea yeah it's just yeah. not executed that but poorly but that, i will give it a 6.5 yeah. so uh, i think we're under the general con- watch the Modulock parts kind of skip the rest Fast forward the Shriekers and Grabber. One other thing. I'm telling you, I'm still absolutely convinced that the people that animated and worked on this cartoon are fans of Friday the 13th because you can't tell me that Mangor the Horrible, when they showed him in that prison cell, he looked like Jason from Part 3 on Mass. I swear to God he does, even though he has an eye patch. But remember that eye. The writer from Part 4 did write Evil Seed. I'm fucking convinced. Yeah. Yep, you're right. And he did. So, um... There you go. I'm, I'm convinced somebody said, fuck that. Let's draw Jason in here. And that one eye that was all bloodier and shit at the end. Remember when he's looking through the fucking window when Chris is having her uh, dream? And he breaks God, that, that, that scene still creeps me out to this day when he's it like... It does. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's and just they that, the that, sound, that, yeah. That, hiss, that hissing noise that, when he's kind of pecking at the window with his fingertips. Yeah, he, I feel like that... The, it was so and then he bursts out the door and is like, it's a pig man! I feel like that that's, that's Joe outside of Popeye's before they open. I'm at the glass again. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. Smile I'm gonna. He breaks the damn door down. The, the, the girl behind the counter screams. <laughs> it's freaking great. Uh, and like the last I'm victim, Joe had the oven comes up from you know from out of the toilet or in the bathroom and grabs a hold of her, and pulls her down. Of <laughs> a bitch running to that goddamn chicken breaking down the door. And then Shelly walks in, looking at everyone, goes, "Bitch." <laughs> Oh shit! All right, let's I used see. to wonder, like, did he is he saying bitch, and is he saying it to her or what? It was such a weird, random scene in part two when he says that. <laughs> God, I used to watch part three so much when I was in high school. Like when I around the time that me and Nathan became buddies, when I was really like knee deep in watching 
the Friday films. Like I love watching part three so much. I just, I thought the girls in it were so, all three of the girls were yeah, so hot. In uh, well, it. I thought it was creepy. The, the one in particular, I can't remember her name, but the one that gets the, the harpoon gun in the face, she's the one that I like the most. Oh, taking the shower. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Uh, oh no. The, the, one, the one taking the shower was always my favorite, but all, all three are like, I, I, I had to bet it down with one right after the other, man. I mean, they, they were, they were just, oh, they yeah, were yeah, all beautiful got this. Yeah, Vera got it in the eye. Yeah. Uh, Chris survived, yeah. and then yeah, Vera that was hot really girl hot. Though. Coming up next yeah, week on Fans rubber. of Power: Top Ten Hot Girls from Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Friday the Thirteenth. I was running the gun. I was getting ahead of Nathan when he's talking about taking a spear. I was already, I was already thinking of the girl when she got it through her throat when she was laying in the hammock. But then yeah, you said reading Fangoria magazine. Yeah. Yeah, reading Fangoria magazine exactly, and I can't remember if there was an issue with something from Tom Savini in that. I think I, it was. I think it was a Godzilla uh, article. I thought that she was reading. It was, but I thought there was a feature. It was. It was a Godzilla, but I still thought there was something about Tom Savini in that, and there was a reason they put that in there. I might be. Uh, wrong. I think it was like. I think it was like a warning that Tom Savini is a prick. Oh, there was yeah, the yeah. gonna have a flashback. Yeah. Tom Savini, so, yeah. huge Listen. asshole. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna right. grab the book so I can read the Reverend's review while we get some questions going, and I need to actually uh, pull up comments from last week because uh, we got some good stuff there too. So Joe, if you got anything already, go ahead and read that. I'll get the rest of this shit together. Okay, well, um, JSP had a question. I wasn't sure. He said, "Hey guys, did any of you know that Mark Scott Zekri has a YouTube yeah? He wrote he wrote Rain of the Monster." Oh really? Okay. See, I you know I didn't fucking know that. No, I didn't know he had a, a YouTube channel. And I like Rain of the Monster. I'm a big fan of Mulcrum. I love Mulcrum. And Spitman said, "Who's that?" So, uh, yeah, I didn't know about half the people that wrote the shit and all that. So I'm an idiot. Uh, Brad Collins had a question. Said, "Hey guys, a creature that gets little love is Mantisaur. Do you guys have I your agree. own backstory? Yep, you have your own backstory origin of the character. You know what's funny is I remember when I made a Mantasaur for classics. I I sculpted a, a Mantasaur head, put him on one of the giant's body, and I wrote a bio and an origin. But well, the thing is, you you a lot of people forget about his swarms of like you know insects that he could shoot out to attack with because not many people focused on that. But if you remember the box art on the back, they specifically show that. I just love that he's a crazy insectoid looking creature that's that Hordak, you know, mounts. Now, I know that they had a version of that in Filmation, which was a green one, which that, that was just half-assed to me. I didn't enjoy that. I know a lot of people said, well, it's basically... I, I, I thought it was a great creation. It's by no yeah. means as good as the, the toy, but it's, I, it's yeah, especially when you're, the best year episode no, ever made. Yeah, it's it's just when I'm comparing to yeah, I'm expecting this guy, the Mantisaur yeah. from the toys. Like yeah, so I didn't, I just didn't give a fuck. But I never really thought of an origin. I just think it's one creepy ass fucking mount yeah. for Hordak. Everybody I, deserves I, a mount. Yeah, I, much like how, you know Stridor. I don't need to really see an origin. I mean, if you want, I, obviously he's uh, Mantisaur is a creation. He's a robotic uh, praying mantis. So I could see it being something that you know Modulok even come up comes up with. You know, like I mean, Hordak's like I'm. I, I need something that, that you know, like he becomes fascinated with, like the praying mantis and what it can do, and and, and yeah. modulus like what his experiments, like yeah, because there's yeah. always experiments, you know, so there could have been experiments yeah. to do it. But love the question, Brad. Appreciate that yeah. one. And Fetmon had one that, oh God, this would get me going. Said, question and answer. What was your go-to TV show, VHS tape, or activity when you were sick from school as a oh, kid? Oh, that's easy. Well, that is, I had a bunch of that stuff. That, that had, is easy. That is... I think for most kids, at least here in the States, a vast majority, I think Price is Right is up there. That's one of the things you had mm -hmm. to watch when you're homesick. 
Uh, of course, yep. I'm playing Nintendo. Whatever, going through a vast array of the, the games that I would have, I would go through those. Uh, as far as VHS tapes, uh, honestly, probably a Turtles movie and Batman 89, because those were the things. Either that or the, the Turtle episodes that I had, whether it was the Burger King tapes or a couple of the other ones I was able to have as a kid, like the Pizza Monsters. Um that, those were the go-to, of course, but it, it varies on the era of time back then because if it, I'm a little bit younger. We only had one TV in the house that had cable, so that would be Price is Right, but then my mom would be like, well, I got to watch Days of Our Lives, and I'm like, shit, all right, yeah. well, I'm kind of sick on the couch. Well, I'm the guy with the patches on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Hey, you get stuck watching that, but that that was my go-to stuff for a while, and then as I... Tyler, what's yours? Those are good go-tos. Yeah. Definitely. Good uh, I mean, my, a lot of times when I was sick, though, um, I, I would just watch, or uh, you know, well, of course, watch Price is Right, even if you weren't sick. Yeah. But a lot of times, I would find myself um, watching TBS and hoping to God they would play back-to-back movies that I liked. I, I do remember doing that a lot. Uh, sometimes, you know, would would put in tapes, but a lot of times when I'm sick, I'm wanting to watch something I don't own. And, you know, TBS back then was playing, you know, action movies out the ass in the afternoons. Uh, on weekdays, they would play, they play He-Man before. They played Legend. They'd play uh, the Superman films. They'd play, you know, a, a Beastmaster. Roadhouse. I mean, just a lot of stuff. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I mean, something that I could lay down and not have to move and just keep it on this one channel, sit through all the shitty commercial breaks and just keep watching whatever movie that I, you know, it's, it was, it was, you know, that's just what I remember doing a lot. A lot, you know, a lot of times I uh, I don't remember playing video games when I was real sick because I felt like Dude. shit. So I wasn't but, I wasn't getting up to do anything. Yeah, but not even play video. I games. would do that. I remember a couple instances that I was so sick and my like so much congestion and my eyes like it, the TV was so bright that it kind of hurt to look at. But I would play video games mm. and my eyes were just like watering. But I'm just like I gotta play. I gotta do something. <laughs> I don't know. I I, got, I well, would get kind of stubborn when I was sick because I'm like, well, I feel like shit, but I'm not at school, so I need to make the most of this time that I can, feel good or not. Well, mine. Um, this is it's another cheap promotion for me. I told you I I think I missed one day of school. That was it. One day of school, and the day I missed school, I had to Pepsi. Like my day of missing school is because I was just puking like crazy. I have no clue. It wasn't one of those weak things where you get the flu or, or tired. So went downstairs. There was about this much left in two liter pop. Poured it, drank it, and I was like, oh, I got to open another one. Opened it and looked under it, and it said, "You won." And it was for when they had the Super Nintendo contest, and that was the ending date of the contest. I'm freaking out like crazy, so I called my mom and I said, "Mom, this this code." I'm rambling. She's like, "Slow down, Joe." Because I was talking even faster than ever. And I said, it says I won. It says I won. And she was like, give me this number. I'll call them because a kid couldn't call. I had to be an adult. She called and then she called me back about 10 minutes later. She said, yep, you won. They said they're going to deliver Super Nintendo in two days. And oh, shit, I was freaking <laughs> out. I mean, um, that was, yeah, that was the best moment ever. It's like I was sick. Finally, if I wasn't sick that day, I, I don't know if I would have, uh, like I said, if that would have happened. Because the thing is, we portioned our pop. So that little bit that was left to pop for me, if I would have went to school and came home, and poured it that would have been my pop for the day and the next day i would open the new two liter and that would have been the day past the contest i would not have won so fuck talk about luck and on that day i was playing well video games. i ha- 
that, so that was my I have a question for you story. because that came packed with yeah. Super Mario World. What was the other game? Hell the first yeah. game that you owned other than that, or the first game that you went to rent after that? Because Super, the first game I bought was Super WrestleMania. Uh, and oh, do I regret? Uh, yeah, that game do sucks, I re- man. I, I didn't even. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even have. I didn't even have a Super Nintendo. Um, my. I just wanted. Anytime I seen wrestlers, I gotta get it. I mean, I've loved fucking Royal Rumble and all that and Raw. Yeah. But here's the thing about that game, and I regretted doing it. I was so used to my Sega Genesis games coming in nice clamshells and not worrying about the cardboard boxes crushing like an Nintendo. Oh, I hated what I did. I had extra, and Tyler, no, I mean, you both know. Remember the big black VHS cases, the just blank ones that they'd have movies in? I had these from the video store. Yeah, I cut the Super Nintendo box and slid it in there to have a slip case. And then regretted that I did it because I was like, oh, I should have just kept the fucking but, box. But that's okay. I, but I hated doing it, though. And I did it with about three games. And I was like, I should not have fucking wrecked them because I'm so anal about keeping things good. But I was like, I don't want to buy shit. You get crushed. It's like, but Joe, you don't crush shit anyways. I have no no idea why my brain did that. But uh, that was a dumb fucking Super move. WrestleMania sucked ass. I didn't even have a Super Nintendo yet. and <laughs> No special moves or nothing. nothing. I remember I always... Yeah, I hated that. I was like, oh, God, there ain't no special moves in this game. You're trying to invent ones like, okay, maybe I'll finish him with the elbow. It's just, everybody had the elbow. Run off the rope. Yeah, come every, off the yeah it was bad. My my brother's... Uh, my brother... Gee, I don't have a brother. Your brother? No, no, I, I, no to me, I, I got tongue-tied. My dad's younger sister... I, don't, I got siblings on my mind. My dad's youngest sister, she got a Super Nintendo pretty much right when they came out. And I went and rented Super WrestleMania, and I was like, "Hey, can I can I come over and, and play this?" I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." And I played it, and I was like, "This sucks! Like this just sucks. yeah." I wanted the leg, yeah. I wanted the leg <laughs> drop from Hogan. I wanted Sid Vicious to do the power bomb. So I remember my go-to was Macho Man because I was like, "Well, at least I can go to the top and drop an elbow." And it's a stupid elbow, like you said, that everybody did. But that was it was bad. But Royal but they Rumble, did they fixed it with Royal Rumble when that came out. They, Hell they, yeah, yeah, we got special moves and. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh man, we got some we got some more questions in the chat. I will go ahead and read the Reverend's review of Mistaken Identity, and then get to a couple of comments on last week's episode, and then we'll pass it back to the chat. So here is what the Reverend had to say. Alongside Modulok, both Farron and Kareel are incredibly well-rounded characters. Tyler, what do you think about that? Oh bullshit, Reverend. <laughs> and even though they are only in this one episode, they feel as much a part of this this series as any of the regular cast. James, what kind of how drunk were you? Farron's decision... He's on next week! James is going to be on next I'll week, I'll ask so we'll him about, about it. Go ahead. Farron's decision okay. to masquerade... Yeah, the hell with faking filmation. I wonder what kind of Billy Jack bullshit he wrote in this book. Farron's decision to masquerade as He-Man's secret identity to impress Kirill is one of the most original scripts of the series. And best of all, it is carried out to perfection. With this episode, J. Michael uh, Straczynski, did I pronounce that right? Successfully yeah, 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 breathes yeah, right, new yeah. life into the familiar identity crisis storyline. Not only that, but he crafts one of the finest episodes of the series and does it without focusing on the regular cast members, and that is this episode's greatest strength. 8 out of 10. The way that he talked about it, you'd think that was a yeah. 10 out of 10 for him. Yeah, yeah. I think J. Michael, is he's a reputable Spider-Man writer. Everyone, everyone reads Spider-Man comics, but I am not. The episodes he wrote, like Origin of the Sorceress, this one, Battle of the Dragons, all great ideas. They're not executed well. At least I don't think they are. 
Um, the Stridor stuff is great. It's fun to dabble in Origins of the Sorcerers, but overall, like, it's just not a great episode. You know, Battle of the Dragons, Morningstar is a brilliant villain, brilliant villain, but overall, it's it's not not the greatest episode. Um, and I, I guess it comes along that a lot of his episodes are not translated well, or they cut corners, or I, I don't know what it is. But every time I would watch his episodes, I'm like, this is a guy who really. And the thing is, though, he is proud of his work on He Man and She Ra. Like, there's no denying he, he has talked about it. He's he's he appreciates it. He understands it. Uh, so that's why I'm like, I, I just wish his episodes were executed better. And that's probably due to production stuff, not necessarily what he wrote. Like I said, but this episode, the characters uh, that he wrote, uh, um, probably were, probably didn't sound and look what he had in mind. Um, but he treated Modulock with the utmost respect. Like God, he, he, he wrote that. And I, um, I think, uh, I think Natalia wrote Happy Birthday Roboto, and I just hate Roboto's voice in that episode. It comes down, I'm so picky about the voices of these characters. They should not sound anything weak or lame or pussified. And I swear, like, God, some of these guys just were given the worst treatment, as we've said time and time again. Can't James, wait to have James on next week. This is going to yeah, be fun. He's okay. going to have to defend himself on yeah. this one here. Great. Yeah. Have to throw <laughs> him into the pit and make him fight his way out. Uh, we have a comment from Brian Davis. On last week's episode, thank you all so much for reading and answering my very lengthy question comment on the episode. I can't blame you for not wanting to include Keldor with the Praternia storyline, especially if Keldor and Skeletor have to be the same character. I love anything to do with the Three Towers, and I've always felt like those stories are all connected somehow. So listening to the past Fans of Power episodes has allowed me to hear the other viewpoints on the many comics they appear in and character discussions that had stories involving the Towers. I thought episode 116, dude's like really going back here and doing his research. <laughs> Revenge of the Snake Men is excellent. Episode 80, Search for Keldor, not as much. Tyler stole the show in his first appearance in episode 5 with, with a wonderful discussion about something that never happened. Seriously, what Tyler says in that episode about what we need in, He-Man, in a He-Man movie still stands. I'm just glad most of the subjects I like revisiting are in later episodes. It's probably his nice way of saying that he's happy that Bozone isn't around. Yeah, <laughs> everybody is. I'm sorry to this day we've never met anybody that, that says they, they, well, they never mention it. If they do, they say, God, he sucks. Yeah. He's just, he's just terrible. He, you know, he's, he's ass end. Um, but, uh, but for him to be willing to go all the way back and listen. That's to awesome, episodes, Brian. I, I, yeah. I, I commend that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what we like to hear from from people who listen to it. Like even our regular listeners, or if you're new to it, if you go back and listen to old episodes, let us know. It's it's nice to know that they're not just sitting there collecting dust. You know, you know, Nathan went to all that work to to pull all these together. You know, or even if you go look up look up the ones on that are kind of scattered all over YouTube. If you go back and listen to an old episode of me, you know, spit me and Joe spitballing over a particular character, many comic, and you like it, let us know. It's nice to know that. You know, that's what's so good about our podcast, at least what we think, is that it's not dated. Like, maybe the thing the, the current events are dated, but what we talk about is timeless because we can always go back and talk about these things. And, and it's not um, doesn't feel like, you know, oh, that, that was a that was a tw- so, so 2015. 
Yeah, well, Netflix. I mean, and then you could say dated was like oh May 2021. Was the, well, the issue I met? All right, there we go. Just had to say it one more time. Go, go, hey, go by that. Go by that issue, so you guys can also clip that out. Well, Brian, feel it. free to say more nice yes. things about me to shut him the hell up. Yeah. You know, say say that you loved what I said in this episode. You know, because Joe's going to keep twisting his own nipples here if we don't. Uh, but we don't. We, you know, poke, I, I I have to maintain my massive they, ego on this podcast. Joe can have a shirts. bigger ego. Than yeah, me. we're gonna have a fight over know, here it, with it, the the. Uh, more... See, my I do twist them, but they poke out through the shirt, and that's why I always put my uh, scarf here. That's well, another so reason maybe got, I wear the scarf. That's what you get for spending a dollar <laughs> fifty at Ollie's for a t-shirt, Joe. Blue-haired lawyer what says. Blue-haired lawyer. A lot of people are talking about Mattel possibly losing the Motu license. However, some say that Toy Guru is the only person that actually believes this. It's a major topic on the Facebook group I'm in, and it's talked about on the org too. So. Is there any more information on which, this? Is this all rumor, innuendo, which, bullshit? Well, which like, goes into another question. Yeah, because Michael Purpose just asked, are they really losing it in 2023? I mean, it's just something that is going around. And yes, Scott has talked about it really in depth on his pod. I mean, excuse me, on his channel, Spectre Creative. I don't you actually know. listen I, to him? I, I had to hear that part talking about that stuff. I was like, what is going on with this? It's like, I'd like to think that they're not. I, I mean, but Blue Hair Lawyer, just like he said, it's going around and people are really talking about a lot i i hope it doesn't happen because that's the most bizarre sounding thing in the world if they wouldn't have the rights to make their toys no more it's this i don't even want to think about it because it freaks me out i mean we appreciate that discussion and question but i don't know what the fuck that means they're doing so much it's like i mean right now Not really. look, look, it, look at what we've been given though they have announced two animated series they've announced four toys Four toys to coincide with two animated series. No production art. I mean, I mean, which I know COVID and all that stuff. But to not have any major announcements for the fans or to let the retail outlets know or you know, anything. if you tell us something's coming up soon, I mean, if they're still doing San Diego Comic Con in a couple months. But the thing is, you got to think about it. If it does happen to where, okay, Origins. It's not stopping, and it is selling quite well. You got to admit on that. That's selling like crazy. They have those mini figures that are not, you know, the carded ones. Those are selling like nuts. Then you're gonna have the one based off of the Kevin Smith cartoon, a Mattel cartoon, uh. and let's say that both of these. I mean, well, the other one, DreamWorks. What were the fucks doing? I can't remember the other person that's doing the other cartoon. Hey, but nobody cares. <laughs> so like, let's I say don't, I don't two- care what father comes on and says. But my little boy thing is great. Shut the hell up, man. Well, like I said, so let's say they have Origins, these two other toy lines, this toy line, the super minis that have been popping up in, um, I think, Mexico or Canada to where it's like Origins. But it's like how when the 2000X line came out and they did those like mini figures of them, but yeah. like kind of almost the static poses. They're doing that with Origins. For them to have so much shit that if that all does come out, I just... It's bizarre to me to think, and I would hate to think, oh, well, they're maybe just trying to get it all out there to get as much money as they can before the license gone. I just don't – I don't like the thought of if something like that had happened. I hope not. I just No, uh, no. Well, that would make no sense on Mattel's standpoint because they would be running the shit. risk of losing a shitload of money to be putting all this product out and going to be losing the license for, for yeah. a property that they've dumped out. All it would, it, Yeah, I don't I, – I find it hard to believe. I'm sure there's probably some technical issues, you know, or, or, or you know, uh, law jargon that they want to throw around. Or I, I don't know. And honestly, at this point, it, you know, it, it's not too many people out there are going to actually take this property seriously because there's nobody of NAC to power this championing this 
uh, property be to be taken seriously. You know, I know Origins is selling well. At least the secondary characters are. He and Skeletor are still, uh, yeah, still collecting I, dust. I was, I was about but to that's say, what it's all about right now. Like, where, where, where are the other like, figures around still, here? Yeah, where, <laughs> yeah, they're still, they're still not showing up. And you know, I'm certain other people are still dealing with the same thing. But, um, you know, I, I, I just. Uh, Fuck! I have no idea where I'm going with it. That. <laughs> I know it's. Like we'll, said, we'll, we'll blame it on the sleeping aid that you took. It, it, it's it kicking is, in. I, I, I'm staying till the very end here, but I'm like, yeah, it's. Uh, all right, we'll uh, hit some more yeah. questions before yeah, you. No, no, I, I always enjoy. Don't don't cut out anybody's questions unless they're absolute shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Right, more <laughs> questions the better. Well, yeah. one more thing before well, Joe. Can... One more thing before Joe goes okay. to the chat. Uh, we we got a comment from uh, Rob McCollum last week saying thanks for the support. Oh yeah. Link is down below. Go ahead and click on that faking filmation Kickstarter contribute if you can. Whatever you can do, those guys are really kicking ass on that thing, and they're introducing now more they have add-ons. A new reward. Yeah. If you hit, yeah, if you hit sixty, if they hit sixty-five thousand, we'll get a new exclusive mini comic. So there's no doubt they're going to hit sixty-five thousand. I told them they're going to go to seventy-nine. Wait, so when, uh, when that mini comic, uh, you and Tyler are writing that, right? Come on, come <laughs> no, on, Rob. Come on, like... Rob. Yeah, James, Rob, let, let me write, dude. Let me and Joe contribute here. Damn it, I'll never get to do anything. That's right. I'm James has got enough. Why can I? What about me? We we're gonna we are gonna grill the shit out of James next week. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be fun. It'll be fun, but uh, yeah, definitely back the prize. You better show up dressed like a reverend next week. That would be fantastic. <laughs> he <laughs> said he he said he. Well, I told him he needs to wear one a black shirt with like one of those little white collars just stuffed up in there or something like that, you know. And then we have J- Nathan play some like you know gospel organ music you know he's gotta have glasses he like that man i'm gonna i'm gonna play reverend devon's theme that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> oh testify <laughs> a sportimus with a question other than masters of the universe what were some of your favorite cartoons as a kid um i know that there's always the go-to for at least me I, yeah i love thundercats i i love Dungeons I, 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 i'm so glad I'm so glad that Tyler finally started seeing Dungeons and Dragons because, goddammit, I mean, I just loved it. Other ones I've that are been so weird. That, that Joe even liked Thundercats because he's always like, well, I don't know anything about Thundercats. I'm not doing a podcast about Thundercats. I don't know anything about Thundercats. Well, that's the thing. As a kid, yes, it was my go to. Can I fucking uh, quote, no, half the shit going on? No, I'm, I'm a fucking mush, mush brain. Um, love Dungeons and Dragons. I even liked Alf. I fucking loved Alf. I, I mean, love Alf too. Both. The, the it's not, it's not an animated oh, well, yeah, yeah. I forgot they made an animated show. Hey, before that. going to school, I think uh, I think DuckTales was on before I went to school in the morning. I remember catching it right before I'd have to walk like two miles to school. So, yeah, did you know that I have to walk two miles in the snow? Not to sound like some somebody's parents, but I really did. I didn't catch a bus. I had to walk Why two miles. Why didn't you catch a bus, snow. Joe? Uh, well, there wasn't no bus that went from the direction I was at to go that That's way. So oh, yeah, Joe was living in gangland as a kid. The buses don't go down there. <laughs> no, no I, I really, no, I just, I had to walk. That's just how it was. Joe so was I, the last dragon in his neighborhood, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, he was and, walking uh, around with a glow all over his body. <laughs> That's right, I got that glow. <laughs> oh, shit. I used to stop it up with this this one mark <laughs> that movie's all right <laughs> shut up tyler it's it fine. is no fine. it's fine i like I that movie it. it's a fantastic movie with last show god damn it it's a show enough. yeah that's, that's right um so i would get these little bags of cornuts on the way to school and i'd try to sneak them like you know out of my pocket in class but they were so hard to choose you know because they're so loud and it, your head's hollow it don't matter who chewed them <laughs> so i'd like try to let them like just 
get real soft. <laughs> My head's crop. not hollow. What the hell are you talking about, Joe? Well, you know what I mean? If you chew some corn on You got a hollow head. You got shit God for rain. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're fucking hit with it. Make that sound if you ate those corn nuts. But so I'd have to try to be real quiet. I couldn't eat those uh, flaming hot Cheetos in class because then you get the shit all over your fingers. They knew you were eating it. So cry out loud. What are you doing? Bringing a snack bar to your desk? <laughs> I'm trying to sneak food. I was hungry Joe's always all the time. hungry. Didn't you know that? I know that, but like we already know, he stole from his fellow classmates food out of the lunch lunch box and stuff. And then he's got stuff stacked. Well, I mean, he he's general store no, in his no. Desk. He he's got to intimidate those around him by eating their food in front of them. That that's that's how you become the alpha. I always well, I just always like become the head of the gangs. Yeah, I wasn't really. Like I said, I wasn't a. I didn't steal, steal. I just took a couple chips from their lunches. That's stealing, Joe. Just, Whether they knew it or not, you're taking away from them. You you stole. Those Doritos tasted so good when I'd steal it from a bag or something. All those just a little handful of them. Joe flips it inside out and starts licking the cheese residue on the sandwich bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing goes to waste. While, while pinching pinching in one of his nipples with the other hand, he's like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's he's like he's like Matt Stone licking that vibrator in basketball. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> what are you doing at Brittany's mom's drawer? Oh, 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 oh. one of Brittany's mom's pubic hairs. Oh, there's another one. Oh, Sorry, guys. I know this is a family show and everything. Well, here, this yeah, one will be yeah. for Nathan and Tyler. This one will be probably more for Nathan and Tyler. What didn't you answer what other cartoons that we watched? Yeah, go ahead. I'm Thanks, sorry. Thanks, Joe. That's you just completely you steamrolled. You're like, I like Thundercats and eating other people's shit. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, for me, Shoot. for me, a little bit of Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Turtles, okay. Batman the Animated Series. Uh, watched The Tick a little bit. Um, yeah. Then there was that transition. I, you know, I was that early '90s Nickelodeon kid. So Doug, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, live action oh, stuff. Uh, yeah. Hey, dude, salute your shorts. Uh, are you afraid of the dark? What are you saying, I've Joe? What, what the? F- I never seen any of that. Any of that uh, Nickelodeon shit you just made. You're, you're messing out, man. You really need to go back and watch that stuff because it's it's good. Okay. All right, Tyler. <laughs> I was watching more stuff like you can't do that on television. That, that was, was good like too. Oh, me too. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Right. Yeah, that was one of the earliest introductions to Nickelodeon was that show for me. Uh, but Thundercats, oh, Turtles, G.I. Joe, uh, Real Ghostbusters, yeah. uh, X-Men Jesus Animated Series, and Spider-Man, and Silver How Hawks, did I forget Ghostbusters? Bionic 6. Oh, I, oh I, when you didn't, like, I, wait, he'll, he'll get mad <laughs> that, that, that he didn't mention yeah. it. Uh, but but uh, Bionic 6, uh, Silver Hawks. Um, you know, it, it, a lot, some like Smurfs. I watched a lot of the, you know, the the more softer stuff too. I um, watched Jim and the Holograms the, often too. So. I watched Jim because it was on. I thought the girls were hot, but I knew it was a girl show, so it was just kind of like killing time when you would watch it. But it wasn't like the worst way to kill no. time. It wasn't like I watching, remember like, some show. I don't know if it was called club beverly hills or beverly hills but it was a bunch of yeah. kids that went to high school yeah yeah uh, yeah i i, I uh, on the uh, he-man bootlegs there's commercials for that show on on that tape okay. um but uh but uh, there was there was uh, i mean i watched you know ducktales i watched gummy bears puppet babies was a big yes. for me still is to this yeah. day still love uh, muppet, muppet, muppet babies. babies is vastly underrated i i feel like that show, watching that now, there are so many jokes that I never got as a kid that I understand now. Not like you know, adult oriented, but they're they're very smart, well written characters that, and they say stuff. They reference 
pop culture stuff that unless you were a kid watching Nick at night or your parents were introducing it a lot, you wouldn't know what the hell they were talking about. Uh, that that is such a brilliant show, and it's a shame Disney has done nothing with, with like releasing. I have to buy it on bootleg to to watch it, or are they're all on. YouTube? Well, you know that they came out with a new show, right? Yeah, yeah. I watched my brother, my nephew watch it. Uh, and it like, I'm not impressed yeah, at all by this. It's, it's pretty, it's shit. pretty trash. To tie into that, JSP says, "I take it you guys grew up on all that, the Amanda Show and Keenan and Kel. All that and Keenan and Kel, yes. Amanda Show, no. All that." But not the other two. I, I, I enjoyed all that for like the first couple of seasons. Then it got to where it wasn't funny. And then the commercials for Keenan and Kel looked like these guys are trying really hard to be funny and the jokes are not funny. Like I didn't think it was funny. They were much better on all that. Not that the show holds up. Yeah, now I'm getting flashes of other things like Darkwing Duck, yeah. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Yeah, oh, God damn, there those. was some... yeah. the Mario uh, Brothers. Watch, I used to watch Mario Brothers on the Family Channel after every school. day after school, and on Fridays after fr- on Friday Zelda. they would play Zelda, yes. which was like yeah, yeah they play Zelda, and I would have the handy snacks after school, and and then after that because that was between I think what like three and four was that that block of that, and yeah. then from it was either uh, four to five or five to six if you went to TBS there'd be the Say by the Bell reruns. Yeah, they play it from like. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I think five to six. I, I think it, yeah. I How many years like, did they run those reruns of Saved by the Bell? It felt like they, that went they on for played fifteen that years. One or... Afternoon block from five to six. I remember because I I really got that was like you know when it was still coming on NBC on Saturday mornings. But watching Wasn't the it like fifteen block, years, it was like non Yeah, I, and then they gosh. moved it to the mornings, and it was on the mornings the same block, well into you know our adult years. I'm like, holy shit, they're still playing, and I still would watch yeah. it if I ever caught it. Even yeah. though I owned every episode, yeah. it was still fun to watch on TBS. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, then they were repl- I, I decided to get Peacock, not for the WWE stuff necessarily, though. I occasionally, I think I'll, I'll once more shit gets uploaded on there, I'll check it out. But uh, it's already on Hulu anyway. But they have Saved by the Bell and the College Years. But I went back and watched the the Miss Bliss, uh, Good Morning Miss Bliss season. Oh, I no, hate those episodes. No, with the Stevie episode though, I was like, oh man, Stevie's still hot. And then it turns out that yeah, she still is that hot. She was in this uh, shitty movie that I love to watch called Deadly Prey. She was like the girlfriend of Mike Danton. I was like, holy fuck, and it like blew my mind because she doesn't <laughs> look any. She looks similar to that, but the, and it came out in the same year. I was like, oh man, this is blowing my mind even more. But yeah, Stevie was hot. Yeah, but my friends call me Colleen. Yeah, and Zach. Zach's a piece. I, like, I kissed her, man. Yeah, Zach's a piece of shit. Yeah, but I thought he was the coolest man on yeah, the planet when I was too, a kid, though. Looking back now, that dude was a jerk. All right. All right. Yeah. Johnny Cock has wait, one Wait, wait, hang us, on. Uh, no, you, do it right, Joe. What? Do it right. You gotta do, do your Vince McMahon. Johnny Cock. Yeah, well, you, oh, you, you already did. Yeah. You already did. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan, yeah, we, we need... You gotta yeah, huff. Yeah, that's like your... Oh, uh, Johnny Cock. Because you always do the... Ah, oh. <laughs> yes. come in with a milk truck. He's gonna, he's gonna yeah. come truck. <laughs> Would you enjoy? Oh that? No, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not doing that. I, I'm not doing. It's that. a botchamania reference. Yeah. you know, Joe doesn't yeah. know what we're talking right, about. So Johnny Cox. What's, what's Johnny Cox got to say? He says, would you enjoy a Masters of the Universe reboot that has the 92 Batman anime of the series aesthetic, assuming it was written in a way that respects the history of the IP? Well, that's not the look of the Max Fleischer cartoons. I, I don't I don't uh, um, that works well with with, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to see 
samples of it. I, I, I just kind of feel like it needs to look more like, you know, I, I, that style fits Batman perfectly and other, probably other superheroes. I don't, I, it's hard to picture like Spider-Man looking like that. I, no, I think, I, I think that would be an interesting take to have Spider-Man back in like a 1930s, 1940s aesthetic. Well, in, in a, in a timeless, but, uh, yeah, and, and if it's like a timeless era where it looks like it's the 30s and 40s, but there's modern day technology I in mean, there where it's like you don't have a direct time that works better with superheroes. Like, I it would, you know, well, let, let me I'd have to see samples of like He Man looking in that. I, I initially, my, my initial thought is like, no, I, I don't think I would want to see it well, like that. I, I think the important part of the question, which I wish, yeah, here we go. The, the important part about this is the last part of your question in a way that respects the history of the IP. That's really all you need. Like, yeah, you want it to look great, but if you can tell good stories and respect what's come before you, I think that that stands on its own and is way more important than art style. Not that that's not important, but I think the respect yeah. involved goes a long way with that. Well, I think, but making... Because I remember they specifically said they wanted Batman to look like the old Max Fleischer cartoons, which they look great even today if you watch any of those. All, my favorite was the Mad Scientist episode as a kid. Uh, but that, like, like you buy that immediately because they look so good to see Batman depicted like that and the Joker and Two-Face and Mr. Freeze. Um, with He-Man, I would want something that, you know... I think of, like, uh, the Fire and Ice uh, animated film. To see a... A new He-Man cartoon looks something like that, you know. That that's uh, if, if you know uh, anybody that's familiar with that, you know, it's it's been a, it's a chopped 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 up sword and sorcery animated film, but it looks great and it's brutal and it's bloody. I don't even see that in a He-Man cartoon, but the look of it, you know, it's um something like that in terms of like I don't know, everything's so CGI now, like nothing is hand drawn anymore. I get it. Yeah, but, you know, it it, it does suck that that it. We've said this ad nauseum. It goes back to not only just animated shows but movie posters. We went from like hand drawn or painted art for all of this stuff, and now people just do things in a computer, and it just it, and it's all so cheap. It loses looking. It loses has the heart yeah, a little bit. Well, it certainly Agreed. doesn't draw you in, that's for yeah. sure. But, yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing He-Man looking like Batman the Animated Series. That's why when anything um, comes along that is an homage to that, immediately when that's posted, that you see people gravitate towards it because it's like, oh, holy shit, someone actually took the care and effort to make a beautiful poster or this is how this is going to look. That takes me back to this point in time. And that's not to say that it's just more about stuff was better back then it's like no there's just not a, it was though i mean it was but it was better, the, the well, it was better because pe there was a lot of people like, that cared talent that was like that cared hey look we're gonna yeah well they cared and i know a lot a lot of them would say hey we were just doing a gig but they clearly had a lot of genuine talent and had imagination you look at all of this stuff they, they either market towards us or even the kids. It's it's hard to find anything that looks like, oh my god, like this guy's got legitimate talent. Yes, I mean we see people like Axel, you know, who's got amazing talent, but it's it's it, it could be utilized even greater. But um, you know, they they just don't have 
they, well, it's like they don't want to hire anybody. I think they do the same thing with comic books. Comic books right now are ugly as shit because they won't hire anybody who's actually got good talent to draw the books. They hire people who have no talent because they're cheap and will put them on the book because they're not very talented and they work, you know, cheap and they're just happy to be doing it. Um, but that's just my cheap. Papa Hud's had something yeah. interesting. Now, Papa Hud's, I did want to say, uh, just to let you know, we. We've had people on the show before where sometimes we would give shit to, and if there's something we didn't like, we'd say it to, because he has a question which I would say, <laughs> yes, Papa Hud said, have you guys ever, or wait, hey, you guys ever going to have Scott Knightlick on the show? <laughs> I'll tell you what, if he wanted to come on. Yeah, I got him on the phone. I talked to him about, you know, 30 Speed minutes ago. I, you, you know, I, because here's we, 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 we would be honest. We would, we don't but we would, yeah, we would also me, we be. Would honestly say we like certain things. We would be respectful. I would think. Yeah, we would. We always are. Like I said, when he came on, I would honestly say, yeah, I didn't like the real name thing. I didn't like the stuff with the mini comics. I would. I didn't like the bios. Yeah, like, but, what was your? Yeah, but to have this honest. guy come on and all we're going to do, speaking from a, 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 no, but none of us like anything that he contributed. What none of it? it. We picked his. What, there would be no reason. I mean, even it. hypothetically speaking, would make no sense. For him to come on a podcast that we have notoriously, at least with our, with our fan base, have done nothing but tear him apart for the things he did. Not as a person, but the things he did on He-Man. For him to voluntarily take his time, where he, you know, and he has his own channel where he can say his own thoughts and, and, and his reasons for all you know that what? stuff. It's not I like we ripped him, him apart. Here like, well, here's the thing. I don't think we really ripped him apart. It's like I'd say, oh, I didn't like the real name stuff. I didn't like the bios. But the thing is, I loved what he did for bringing the property and having all the classics and keeping that live longer than anybody else with the yeah, length of that. You, that is you desperately trying to I find would... something nice to say about you know well, something you is, really do I not like. On, if I got him on, would you actually? <laughs> I, wait, I know, wait, I, Joe's, I, 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 I Joe's, Joe's had him on, like had. It's like Scott's just waiting, like Gangrel, waiting by the phone, waiting for Joe to give him that call. Like, hey, hey, we're ready to bring you on. Joe's just got that in his back pocket the whole time. I, I could see Joe would have done this like back in the day when he was just doing like a Facebook Live, like video chat with Scott and I, like, and not involve me or something like that. Well, probably because I told him. Joe loves, he knows I love to engage and, and do crazy shit. He knows that's just how I am. So I would, I would still do it. I'm up to some crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just I, I would not be interested because I you know, the guy has said what his thoughts are and his reason behind stuff. I don't like it, I don't believe it. I think a lot of it's a lot of nonsense and, and, and frankly a lot of bullshit. So to for us to spend our time on here and listen to him give his I I just feel like I would not as as mad as I have been about the things he's done, I, I would not want to spend He'd be shaking his background. He'd be worse than it, me. It, for, I was like, Holy I, I, fuck, I, I, yeah, never I, I really, like I this. really like you know, would not want to go after the guy like that because you know, look, it has nothing to do with his personality. He was obviously quite proud of it. I hate everything that he did, um, outside of you know, making sure we got Scareglow earlier in the line and things like that. But the bios, the mini comics, and shoehorning his own agenda into these stories and, the, and wanting people to buy into it. And the it. scare tactics with the classics line. Don't the forget scare that. tactics, whether he was instructed to do it or not, it doesn't matter. Um, 
I, I don't. It would not be a good idea to have him on here because I. Dude, let's I would, do this I would, shit. Set it up. I want to see Tyler explode. This is gonna be fun. I, would, I, 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 I would just go jerk off someplace because I'm not gonna <laughs> stay on here. And and just, I mean, I you know, guess just just you know, keep your earbuds plugged in. Just start falling in. at the mouth from you know, act like I'm dead over here. No, because I mean, honestly, like I said, it ain't being a dick, and I'm not being mean to the guy. Because like I said, I love all the figures we got, but no, I'm not a fan of the real names. I'm not a fan of the bios. I mean, that's admittedly, and it's not shitting on him as a person or anything. <laughs> no, like that. it's not I a just personal thing. Figures. It's just a. No, it's it, just a. What you? But when, when people when people complain about things like this, they always take it personal, as if you are attacking that person. Is Michael Bay a truly dreadful director? Yes, he is. It has nothing to do with how he treats his family or his fans or people he works with. He may be a super nice person. He knows jack shit about Transformers and Ninja Turtles. Um, and that's all we're saying here, too. But it, you know, to talk one-on-one about Scott's contributions to He-Man, no, I wouldn't want to participate in that because it wouldn't be fun for me. And I don't it's it's not like I'm like hiding from the guy, so I wouldn't have to tell him. Like, I'm I'm not as you all know, I'm not an aggressive person in real life. Like outside of this podcast, I'm very kind, very soft spoken, p- polite. I don't I don't like to fight or argue with anybody. I don't like to be mad about anything. I'll talk movies. That's and get the thing. Mad about I actually stuff. think that's the thing, though. I you're right. You're not an angry person, even though everybody thinks my God, Tyler sounds like he's fucking crazy every week yeah. and he wants to rip somebody's head off. You're that's not me. like that, and that's why I that's think me. If, I know. Yeah, that's like, this Nathan is just and a, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, I mean, we're Nathan. Yeah, Nathan and yeah, I mean, we're we're off our fucking rockers, and it's hard for me to compose myself. But to be honest, if he just like say here comes a hypothetical, if he was ever on, I would see if you would be on that. I don't think you would say anything malicious i know you'd say scott you know what uh you know i respect what you did for the line and everything but what was your thoughts behind doing I, these bios <laughs> these real names i would no, love to see what he said. I, no. I, I would not want to know because that's that's part of the problem is that you know when you when joe sent or told me to look up that watch that video about his logic behind the the uh creative character contest i was mad at him trying to sit there and say well tell didn't leave much of a choice but to make sure mighty specter made it into the line like this is such dog shit this is complete nonsense. You know, it contradicts itself in all the things that came afterwards. It's almost like it's so the bios I, themselves, huh? Yeah, and I, I'm like, I don't want to sit and volunteer my time to listen to him defend this stuff. Like, look, Val, Val and Danielle already, you know, didn't have it out with him, but he was on Rose Google. They did question him on stuff, called right out on it. There was in a very, you know, professional manner, but he was called out on some of this stuff, and he defended it. <laughs> and it, I'm like, it's not. No, yeah. it makes no sense, and that's not good enough. Like, I like, I don't See, buy that for you a second. You can make it good enough. No, that's what I mean. Joe, I pull it hey, out when we get the goodness. But oh, no, ultimately, it's not. It's not like Val. Val was like Val. Even when he says, "Look, your your Spectre character was rejected by Marvel. It was not good enough. Why did you feel the need to put it into this toy line that people were expected to have to buy if they want a Drago man?" You know, and I can't remember what it was, but it was a very like, you know, like he couldn't just say, look, I took advantage of my position. I wanted my own character in the toy line. You know, I'm like, we should have had the four horse and do it for you on the side or something like that to make or think the fans were going to want to buy that stuff and give them no choice but to buy that and Sir laser lot. I got problems with all that. And I, I just it's not in my nature to sit down and. I mean, just 
really want to go after somebody like that. I, I can't do that. That's not my personality. Yes, I am very vocal about how I want to see him and she were portrayed in, in the current world we're living in. I, I am about as truthful as, as the sky is blue and the sun is yellow. You know, I am never going to back down from that, but I, I just don't have it in me to, you know, you know, because I, I said all I had to say. And if Scott ever heard any of this stuff, who knows if he's heard it or not? He probably didn't like hearing any of it. So to, and I, I'm like, Joe, Joe would try, like, even I was like, Mr. Lizzo, I mean, he was okay. I mean, he wasn't my cup of tea, but he's like, bullshit, Joe. Like, do <laughs> no. not. You know, no, that's the thing. No. I am always Wait, honest all the hang time. On. If, Wait, hold on, Nathan. Nathan, Why? zip your lip for a second. No, if it was with Sir Lazelot, oh no, I'd say I did not like Sir Lazelot. I did not like the Mighty Spectre. I did See, not that's like the thing. Nighttime. We would I have would look... nothing positive to say. There would be no compliment sandwich with this man. <laughs> compliment. We sandwich. had not like all the all the more. Yeah, <laughs> I pulled that from one of Joe's Family Guy episodes. Oh, uh, uh, I remember stuff out of people. You could tell that about me. I like trying to pull stuff out. So I guess that's my thing. Yeah, I'm not a trouble. Oh, just, I guess I like. Oh, here, here's the here's the thing. There would be we the, we we you the three of us would not benefit no. from a discussion with Scott. I, yeah, and I, none I of us would. And as the guy that pushes the buttons for the show, I personally think it's a bad idea. And Johnny Cox said this, which was kind of interesting. The timing of some of Scott's videos are so conveniently timed with your podcast. Sometimes I think he is keeping tabs on you guys. Well, like the creative character thing, like I think that was just me and Joe. Just, yeah, that was just like uh, anything else. I have no idea what he's done, um, but but you know, once again, likes... it's it's not a reflection on him as a person. It's just what he what no. he did with the property. That, that's, that's all it is. That's how he views He Man. He he thinks King Grayskull is obviously a better in, uh, character than Hero. Because he clearly didn't give two shits about a hero or telling his story and lied to all of us. And, um, you know, felt that Mighty Spectre needed to be shoehorned as a major character in, in this storyline, as opposed to all the other legions of characters who haven't got jack shit done with them. So, yeah, I, you know, it's if Joe, Joe, I know Joe is just having fun, but I sit the three of us off camera, off, off a like recording, we could not fathom actually doing that. Um, I think we'd probably end up pissing the guy off. We'd say, hey, would you like to come on our podcast? <laughs> I was never a troublemaker yeah, well, in school that tried to about some of push people. You done? I mean, you already know just how I'm talking. There's no way he'd ever be on the show. I'd want to get him on because I don't. There's no way we could do that. But I like fucking doing this. I always like pushing buttons, just doing shit. Oh, it's my way of I having think, fun. I, I think Joe was just stalling to try to get that this episode like inching over the two-hour mark. I think that's what he was trying to do. We're almost at the two-hour mark, which is why I guess I can get to the last one. I think it was from Sportimus. Uh, was it from fucking – no, it was from uh, Johnny Cock. He was listening to one of the last episodes when he said – I played the one where Joe and Tyler spoke with an Italian Masters of the Universe artist, and I'm assuming you mean Emiliano Santalucia. Mm, he said be. it was, uh, yeah. He said it was awesome to see a whole episode with Tyler being so happy the whole time. It was though. We we all had a blast. There was nothing <laughs> negative. We were, and Emiliano fucking loved doing that episode. We'll have to have him back on as well. I haven't yeah. seen him on social media in a while. I hope he's okay. But I, you know, I will check. He probably just had to deal with all the bullshit that's on social media, which who can blame him. Yeah, but, people need uh, a break I mean, once in a while. Happy episodes. Go back and watch our Williams Doubt interview, or Anthony DeLongas interview, Mark Taylor, with, or Mark Taylor, or Larry Houston interviews, which you did three Those of them. Do you, you want to? Uh, you want to real quick maybe give a hint to something down down the down the road that we're kind of yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. we 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 uh, we we can't say when 
but he has agreed. Anthony DeLongas, the actor who played Blade, has agreed to come back on the podcast. That's all I can say at this point because we haven't discussed when he's available. He's just has he has agreed to come back on and join us. So we would uh, uh, dig deeper into uh, his time on the live action film, discuss Roadhouse, discuss Batman Returns, uh, and anything else he's got going on. So that that is our plan going forward. We don't know when, but to kind of um, you know, I mean, it's exciting to, to know that he's agreed to come back and and we can um, you know have more fun with him. He had a great time with us and. Uh, um, and we don't look, have to look forward deal to... with all the Google Hangouts stuff that we'd have to yeah, do before. I think yeah, it'd be simpler now. Too. We don't deal with Google Hangouts. We, we were on Skype, so everything should be a lot easier. Not that it was difficult when we had them right. on. It actually went very but, smoothly. But that's still, like, Google, but, like, trying to explain people back then, like, you have to have a Google account, and you have to do this, and you got, yeah. it, that's just... It was a pain in the ass for everyone. Yeah. Like, getting, getting Robbie London set up, like... I, I couldn't believe like I was like oh this this is you know it's you know word if, if like we had such bad connection when we had Larry on the first time and Google Hangouts caused so many problems for so long yeah man it, it, we botched our at one time free uh, like uh, interview with uh, Melindy Britt you know it was, that was heartbreaking you know, because she went a lot longer than she expected I think she said she'd do fifteen I think we had her on for thirty five forty minutes it was something, just something like that yeah I don't know I hate the, the fact that she couldn't understand anything I was saying because of the shitty setup that we were we were on maybe like, oh, maybe that's something God. we could correct in the future too maybe we had we had to record that like on a Sunday morning like it like it was like early too. And she had to use a phone like, too. Didn't she have to use her yeah. phone to do that or something? Yeah. It was, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was an easy, like we, I went through her assistant who was real nice to me. Um, you know, and I, I think I told her that we had lost the interview and, uh, we said we would try and reset it in a few months. And I think at the time, like it was like trying to recapture lightning in a bottle. Like she was very sweet to us, very polite. Um, I kind of felt very deflated to like wait two months and then try to get her back and, and set up, you know, because I mean that we, we were sitting and talking to Sheila for the first time. Like that was, you know, it's, and it it's, felt like, you know, what's weird is her voice. Cause God, it's just, it's just yeah. It's like, we're like talking she was. to Shira. <laughs> it was, it's like, wow. She's, she's still is such a beautiful woman too, God, but yes. that, that's, that's kind of why. And then we just, I just, you know, I take pride in the, these interviews that we do. And, um, you know, I, I, um, uh, I gotta be able to bring my a game. I don't, I don't like to do, or bring someone on and not be as super enthusiastic. And I want to be able to like the questions I asked have got to be nothing short of like what nobody else has bothered to ask. Every time we've I, had a guest on, we've always brought something out that nobody else has before. It's just the yeah. way we do it. It's our energy. It's our passion. Yeah. Which it's just I, how I we work. I thank people who, who not lived up to the potential of these interviews. But I'm like, why didn't you ask this or that? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we're just works in our favor. Cause then we get to ask it. And, uh, yep. you know, I think some people appreciate it. And we make yeah. everybody so comfortable. That's the thing. We bring we bring so many different things and questions out of them and answers and replies and stories. But it's just like talking with friends. It's never, like, uncomfortable, stiff, silent to where nobody's speaking. Yeah, just it's keep... a lot of, like, quiet, awkward moments or something. And never what's happened. fun, too, is that, is that, you know, there all these people, like, well, they should be good at talking because – um, you know, they work in the entertainment business. They were around people all the time. But, you know, people on the Internet can be very socially awkward. I think all of us are aware of that. 
And, you know, you, you have to be able to talk to them as if, like, you do know them or have be quick with the questions and the responses. Yeah. But you got to have fun and got, engaging. I was going to say, I remember when I got Mark Taylor to do the show and before we did it, and I'm wearing this mask. I remember the first question he asked me, was like, um, what's up with the mask that you're wearing? I was there uh, yeah. all and I'm worried about that, too, that they're going to think, oh, great, I do with this, like, like this second-rate podcast with this guy who wears a mask, and... a paper mask out of all things. So, you <laughs> Little know that, do they know, this the... man eats out of a dumpster as well. Yeah, God, that would yeah, that only helps so much more. You know, that's the thing that I always do get concerned about is when there's somebody that'd be on. Like, they're gonna think this just like Tyler said, a fucking weirdo wearing a mask. It looks and like I had, made out of I had to explain. I think I remember telling Anthony in advance, like the guy I did the podcast with, he wears a mask. That's his gimmick. Like, I have to let everyone know. I had this special person on the podcast. I know, it's like I'm a moron. Like, this is my special friend who's half-cocked nuts or something. But the thing is, once they start talking, they're always comfortable with me and both of us. So, yeah, this is the thing that's concerning, you know. Oh, now, now Joe, everyone start, we start playing the full house sad music for Joe over here. He's going to start feeling sorry for himself. sits down and puts his arm around Joe and, and tells me, you know, I used to suck dick for uh, coke. You ever sucked some dick for some marijuana? I saw. So. <laughs> half-baked, I half-baked, half-baked, half-baked baked reference, and, everybody. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not saying Bob Saget really doesn't well, nothing. There's anything wrong with that. If you're into that. But Bob Saget does not suck dick. Well, yeah, that we know of. Coke. Yeah, like I said, when you're what talking about that, happening? I'm thinking of don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. And remember, he's like, I got these cheeseburgers, man. And remember, he's looking for directions. He's like, I suck your dick, man. He was like, what'd you say to me? And he said it again. And he made that weird face. And then Marlon Wayans came out from behind the van. He's pulling up his pants like, all right, what you want to do is you want to go this way? That was fucking <laughs> cracking me up. I hope you've seen the movie so I don't sound like a lunatic. I saw, I saw part. I remember wanting to see it really bad as a kid because I thought, oh, these guys are so funny. I love the Wayans oh. brothers on, on WB. But I also oh, like part part of it as a kid, and yeah. oh, I love that movie. Oh, especially love when the grandmas are dancing in the church. Oh, it's they're so fucking oh, awful. Oh god, Oh, I love that goddamn movie. Joe, is it okay. true that you were actually cast to play both kid and play in House Party Two when they found out you weren't actually black? They 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 booed you from the set. <laughs> Son of a you won't ever let it go. All right. Um. Well, I did want to say next. Imagine week... Joe with 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 the play hair or the kid hairdo yeah. with like the tall like tower afro. I can. Oh God! I'm sure when Joe tells flashbacks, he's envisioning that he's dressed up like like kid, you know, going down the street. He's got the cool glasses you know, there. I, Tyler, you know, the tall fro. I know that you don't like the show, but this happens a lot with on Scrubs when uh, Zach Braff and uh, Donald Faison, JD and Turk, yeah. when they have the flashbacks, JD's always like kind of the same way like trying to fit in like that and Turk's just like what are you what are you doing man he's like I, I'm, I'm just that's I think Joe does the same thing I feel like boy do I had a thing for left eye too when she was in hey, house party three I you know man, left so sad left eye that. easily the hottest member of TLC hands down I don't know all, all three oh, I know hot, but, but I, I, oh left eye was my oh, left eye I mean well, I yeah don't get me wrong she was but I'm like I'll just take take a room and whichever one enters, like I don't care. You know, I wish it'd be. I'm, I, you know, with, with TLC, I, I, I'm not picky at all. That was heartbreaking yeah. to yeah. know that when she got into that car crash, and I think she was the only one that died that was in that car. They yeah. did some special on v, uh, VH1 about it. I was like, oh, geez, what a well, fucking they nightmare. they were actually but, uh, like during the filming of that documentary because she was I can't remember where she was, but it was 
that that was part of she was she felt like she was gonna die or had some weird vibe yeah. about it and then there was that car crash they had the film they were, they were like, filming it when that crash God. happened yeah that yes like, when it happened yeah. that's so, oh that, that was, was so weird. fucking scary but, but tlc yeah. a, a fantastic group i love their music that that was a great staple yeah. of nineties. Yeah, and even yeah, yeah. like that, that's definitely a staple of nineties music. Yeah, for and sure. even like late ninety nine, two thousand, when No Scrubs came out, everyone everyone oh, was bumping to that. Out, like, yeah, God, that was catchy as hell, man. God, it was such a. Uh, I remember watching that music video on on the uh, MTV like uh, t- Total Request Live yeah. bullshit. So, I love when Left Eye would ever part and she'd come out with her rap doing the quick rap because sometimes oh, on yeah. the radio they, they would, would edit it out. They yeah, still they, do yeah, that. Like, what the hell? That's yeah. the best it pisses part. me off. I hate that. Exactly. I do that. Uh, yeah, I don't because get when their songs come up on uh, Spotify or Pandora, when Emily and I listen, because we listen to '80s and '90s music while we're uh, playing video games together, we just mute the TV and listen to that stuff. When That's TLC cool. songs come on, I'm like, all right, are they gonna are they gonna play her her spot in the song? And then they do, and I'm like, oh, good. Finally, I hate when they yeah, edit that shit. Especially out. with waterfalls, they would always cut off her part when you, she would go into her thing mm-hmm. on "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls." Like, why every fucking time? So, wow, what a different way to end yeah. the show. But I was gonna say, next week we are gonna have James Etock on. Have to get that last push for faking filmation. Have him on, pick his and, brain and like we'll, always. It will be on an earlier time, though. Am I correct? In yeah, it'll that? be. I think yeah. four. Oh yes, it should be a. It's either 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern time, our time. So, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. keep you guys all posted on that as well. But, uh, yeah, for anybody that is new to this channel, make sure you like, subscribe, share, ring that bell. So you can always be notified when we go live. And until next time, buy Men's Health Magazine and have a powerful day. Someone's microphone is going spastic. I wonder if it's mine. I don't know. Because I just, I just got... That's really weird. That is weird. I think that was... What's the sound? I don't get it. Uh... One of it's mine. It might be yours. Oh, now I hear now I hear what you're talking about. Is Tyler gone? Nah. I'm here. Joe, is it yours? I don't know. Well, Tyler better do his movie quote before we crash here. (laughs) There we go. It's gone. But Joe froze up. So it had to be Joe. Oh, yeah, he did. What a way to end the show. Go ahead and do your movie quote. I I think not like infested our... uh, Yeah, he's fucking with the feed. Yeah. (laughs) Is Joe gone, I guess. It's saying he's still in the call, but he's... So it had to be him. What the fuck? All right. Yeah. Well. God, here I was thinking it was my fault. That was that seemed like some wrestling shit right there. Like I thought, like yeah. Right on time. Yeah. Stings dropping from the rafters. Yes. What the fuck? (laughs) All right. Well, uh, go ahead and do your movie quote, and I'll try to guess it. All right. People in the chat room is like, "You came from across the world to fight me, soldier. Now's your chance." I don't know. I never know these things. We'll, we'll, we'll give the, the chat some time. Well, I'm still no, I'm still trying yeah, to figure that out. Get... Like, well, 
That was weird. Like, why would it be like? Shh. Well, and something came up on my on my iPad that said that these were like low, which I'm like, these things have been charging all damn day. Um, so like twenty percent left. Like, that's weird. I was like, but like, why would that have anything to do with static showing up I, I on the podcast? Know. It's always something. It's always something. Yeah, I I don't know the quote. What's it from? It's uh, Raul Julia is in Bison. Street uh, Fighter, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically the best live-action G.I. Joe movie ever ever made. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it's cool that Stephen E. DeSouza has like, apparently been told that, too. Like, okay, well, I feel like we're not the only ones who feel that way. But, yeah, it's a shame Stephen Summers couldn't take a note from that and do something instead of the dog shit he well, dumped on us. Marlon Wayne's Channing Tate. I mean, his mustache. Yeah, you, you, and, uh, you and Keith saving the world. Son of a bitch. Hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next week. We'll have James on. We're going to grill the shit out of him. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show. Take care, everybody.